Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Booyakasha! This is Michelangelo, a.k.a. Greg Sipes. You're listening to Ninja Turtle Power Hour. That's what's up! Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. I'm Mike Templeton. And I'm Cody Tuckett. There you go. And See, you got it this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> before we before we get into everything, I want to preface that we have a very special news segment today. Uh, at the at the segment when we get to our news. <laughs> yeah, when we get to the news. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, uh, we had we had a really cool interview, um, exclusive interview um that we set up uh spencer set up specifically um so thank you spencer thank you Uh, so you'll definitely want to stay tuned for that um we might put a timestamp so you don't have to listen the whole episode to get to that because that's going to be the real the real meat and potatoes but we want you to listen to the rest of the episode because we had to suffer through these episodes to get to do this (laughs) so if you're listening for the interview it's on here. You can jump to it if you want, or you can party with us for the whole hour, and hopefully it'll be an hour and a half. You know, they've been a little longer lately, but hopefully we'll keep it down a little I mean, bit. We're, we're doing four episodes now instead of three, like we used to. So That's thank you for thank you for bearing with us. It's funny. My my little brother's actually started listening to to our show. Oh yeah, and, uh, he says that he actually likes the bonus content more than the <laughs> more than the whole episode. I, people dig the bonus content. <laughs> They do, yeah. But we you also talk about your expertise is fine, but you just bullshitting's <laughs> where it's at, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Like we could talk about turtles and be boring all we want, but when yeah. we start when we start messing around at the end of the show, or sometimes before the show, or um, in the middle of the show, yeah, we got. Uh, didn't we get some nice reviews saying uh, that welcome Cody to the show? People are loving Cody. So yeah, Cody uh, looks like you've been a hit. Uh, you know, the there's episodes. no accounting for taste, really. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen what people like on the internet. <laughs> uh, I know, Cody. Uh, like you've been doing great, man. Uh, we really appreciate you being on the show. It's um, been super fun to to ruin the show. It, it's fun. It's fun. I mean, not that I don't enjoy talking to Spencer and Keith for the last three years, um, but it is it is fun having a new voice too. And you're you're so funny on like your TikToks and stuff that like. I, I knew when we got to this, like the three of us knew, like we had to have like you help us out. So um, thank you. Again. It's my honor. And I'm always ready for the, the long hook to pull me off stage whenever you need to. So. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a great fill in too. Like in case, like I have to take a week off or Spencer's got to take a week off. <laughs> Kmart so. Mike. Kmart Mike is always ready for your needs, folks. Oh, stop. I forgot what else I was going to say. Oh, did you guys get uh, your Mirage Ninja Turtles yet from NECA? 
Uh, I, I did. didn't. But for uh, Father's Day, so my my wife is uh, expecting. Uh, Congratulations! I don't Congratulations. think we I don't think we'd announced. Did we announce that on the show yet? This would be the first time I've announced it on the show. Hey, everybody! So, Spencer's uh, having a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Old man Spencer. Over. She's coming in October. Her name's uh, Elsie. Oh, God, I love that name so much. Very, very cute. Yeah, it was the name of a a town we passed on our way to our honeymoon, and we were like, that would be an adorable name. It Uh, is an adorable name. I always wanted a kid named Zooey. That's only because I mispronounced Zoe. uh, I just think Zooey's a cute name. Yeah. So, yeah, but for Father's Day, you know, since, since I'm kind of practically a father, I don't know, I ended up getting a gift anyway, so... Uh, I got I got a body count Casey from Best Action, and I'm, oh, nice. I'm in love with it. Yeah, my That's wife. That's amazing. Right on. Did you get um, the variant one or the standard? I'm pretty sure I just got the standard. I don't I don't know what the variant. Oh, one he's is. not a toy guy yet, Cody. We can't we can't go, you can't go that deep into him. It's like there's the colored one and there's like the black and white one. Oh, okay, it's the colored one. So yeah, yeah I that's the one. I I pretty much. To. Whenever I'm uh, working on the podcast or anything like that, just like my the 2003 toys that were gifted to me uh, by Mike, I uh, I carry them around with me like a, like a ten year old child and put them next to my computer while I'm working on it. Oh, so. that makes me nice. Uh, makes me happy to hear. Yeah, I gave I gave Spencer my uh, original 2003 figures that I got back in 2003. <laughs> Spencer, have you secured your IDW turtles from Best Action? Not yet. Uh, oh so- well. The thing is, is one of the big catches, so my birthday is also this month, so I'm pretty much just not allowed to purchase anything for myself in the month. Of Makes perfect sense. Oh. Uh, but since we're not doing a traditional news segment this week, uh, the Best Action Turtles went up for pre-order on the normal versions, not the SDCC versions that sold out super quickly. Uh, they went up for pre-order on Big Bad Toy Store and Amazon. Um so you can go pre-order, pre-order them there and lock them in. And they're uh, like 10 bucks cheaper, I think. They're like so. 10 bucks cheaper. I know for me personally, I'm okay with paying more because I don't want to have to do that paint wash myself. So Cody did a fantastic side-by-side comparison that we've retweeted um, so that you can see the difference between the, the standard release and the, um, and the SCCC versions. So... I've definitely noticed there's been a, a divide. Some people definitely pro wash. Other people like the colors because the wash does bring the colors a lot darker and it does change it. Um, so a well, lot like, of I'm, folks on our either side okay of that. With that. I'm personally okay with that. Uh, but the reason I brought up the Mirage Turtles is because they are still hitting your local targets. Uh, the rumor that I have heard today, which does make sense to me, is that the Turtles... Uh, the NECA has already confirmed that they're not part of the summer geek out that's doing the orders every Friday. So these aren't going to be available on targets website normally. Uh, but these are going to be part of the mutant mayhem rollout. Uh, so yeah. these may be attached into the end caps on those. So start checking your target stores, uh, the week this podcast hits. So yeah, apparently the, the 25th is T day. Yeah. I just, I coined that myself. T day. You did. You, you did. So They're that's, hitting the beaches. Uh, that's uh, two days from now as we record this. We're recording on Friday instead of our normal Thursday. So uh, I know I'm going to check one of my targets. The other target that I am friends with the toy manager, 
Uh, she said she's not doing the set until Wednesday. So Whoa, but, she told, but she told me she told me where the end cap was going to be. So I already I already know where to go. <laughs> I have seen in my local Target like that the, the end cap. I think people are saying it replaces like the Into the Spider Verse end cap or something. Yeah, yeah, it, replace, it replaces that one. So like she's not she's not there on Monday. So she's she said she'll probably have it out Tuesday or Wednesday. You can if you're feeling bold, folks. You can uh, take a barcode and ask them to check in back if you're nice and. They may go check it out. And yeah, it out for you. we've mentioned before the street day for these figures is going to be June 25th. So by the time this episode comes out, you can you should be able to go uh, buy them normally in your local uh, stores where you buy toys. So and anyway, that's anyway Spencer, that's, what we the doing news, this week? that's news. This week, we are going to talk about why on earth does DC not push DC Comics not push Detective Chimp more? I, I watched a totally different show then. <laughs> no, I was wondering, you know, I was just saying, why, why doesn't DC Comics push Detective Chimp more? There's a Justice League dark DC deck building game coming out. I still haven't seen a single picture of Detective Chimp on there. And I'm upset. Well, it's because I want Detective Chimp they to be wanted a to compete head to head with Hitmonkey in the Marvel Snap game. I was going to say, like, isn't Hitmonkey in Marvel Snap and he's like a oh, top tier yeah. character, apparently? Well, DC Dual Force, the more in-depth version of Marvel Snap that's still like in beta right now. They're going to be having probably beta weekend coming up. Has Detective Chimp not as a playable character, just as a card, but he's only a freaking bronze, which is the lowest level of card. And, and the Gotham, Gotham the audacity, cool. the audacity. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, isn't Detective Comics? I mean, isn't isn't DC named after Detective Chimp? Like, they wouldn't call it Detective Comics Comics. It's got to be Detective Chimp Comics. That's, right? that's true. Right, you got true. a very good point there. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's one of those things you don't think about it until somebody says it. So Spencer, yeah. thank you for so being so brave to put that out there. Yeah, Give it's me like how no one ever says pen number or ATM machine. You know, it doesn't or make chai any tea. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that's out of the way. Is that joke? Is that joke over now? It's over now. Okay. <laughs> We're actually going to be talking about episodes one, two, three, and four of season nine of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, nineteen eighty-seven. So that is the Unknown Ninja, Dreg of the Earth, Wrath of Medusa, and a New Mutation. So we're starting season nine of the show. We're the second season of Red Sky. Some big changes this season. <laughs> Some big, big changes, including the fact that the sky isn't completely red anymore. Like it's only it's ever like sunset now. It's blue above the red. I don't know. Yeah, if you it's that, but. it's not quite red. It's it, it's so weird because like it feels like watching these. It, it was kind of like it felt kind of like Red Sky only really describes season eight because so much yeah. changes in this season from that last season. Yeah, this season's definitely going to make it hard to stand for Red Sky. As much as I was before, it's still yeah. I'll still die on the hill that it's as a whole better than all the rest of the '87 series, give or take, you know, certain bits. Well, don't um, bury don't bury the lead. I mean, I'm just I'm furious. <laughs> yeah, we've we've <laughs> right. probably taken enough time to get here to our next segment, so let's move along to uh, let me tell you a story. Perhaps I can best explain the story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. All right. I think I'm up first. This is The Unknown Ninja, Season 9, Episode 1. Original air date, September 16th, 1995. Written by Mark Edens and Bob Ford. 
So the turtles are fighting some random ninjas, and Donatello has perfected his turtle cam, a giant Google lens that they can record their fights with. They're reviewing their footage when they notice a figure leaning against a motorcycle watching them. Raphael says he's seen that guy in the outskirts of their fights before. Meanwhile in space, Lord Dreg's ship arrives in orbit of Earth, and he's in search of gold to repair his ship. He sends the Techno Gang to go get some gold. The turtles are flying around in their blimp looking for that mysterious figure when they come across the Techno Gang and get shot down. A fight ensues and that mysterious motorcycle guy shows up and helps kick butt, but then he tries to beat up Donatello and the Techno Gang gets away. The motorcycle dude takes off too. In the sewers, Donatello is examining a beaker full of mutagen and surmises that it's becoming unstable and it might continue to mutate because of it. Suddenly, the intruder alarm goes off, and it's that motorcycle dude driving his motorcycle through the sewers. The turtles stop him, and he re- reveals himself as Carter, the coolest character marketing research could produce back in 1995. He's been looking for the turtles, and found them by cro- cross-referencing their appearances with vectors on his computer or something like that. Uh, he's hoping to become a better ninja by learning the Foot Clan fighting technique from Hamado Yoshi. Lucky for him, Splinter shows up and reveals that he is Hamato Yoshi after Carter acts like a condescending ass to Splinter and the Turtles. Splinter agrees to train him. In space, Dreg is able to take over some newly designed super robot cops called the Intimidators. Presumably Rex 1 has retired, so these new robot cops are taking his spot. April is doing a news story on the Intimidators as an independent reporter and is there when the Intimidators go crazy from Dreg's control. She contacts the Turtles about the incident, and the Turtles tell Carter to stay back and watch the fight on the Turtle Cam to gain some experience. The Intimidators are on the top floor of a building and are a bit too much for the Turtles. Carter thinks the Turtles are toast because the Intimidators blow up the elevator and Michael's or Michelangelo's Turtle Cam falls off and, and is a part of the debris. So he comes and runs uninhibited through a police barricade and into the building to try and save them. While running out the door, he accidentally spills some of the unstable ooze on him. He meets up with the turtles and fights the Intimidators. On the outside of the building, Dreg's ship shows up and blows his way through the, through the wall and announces that he's going to destroy the turtles. So now the turtles and Carter are stuck between these Intimidator robots and Dreg's ship. and They duck out of the way so that when they shoot, they shoot at each other. Michelangelo and Raphael head to Dreg's ship and do some damage, but they're knocked back into the building. The turtles were almost destroyed by the Intimidators before Carter saves them by jumping on an office desk and riding it into the Intimidators and hitting them with a fax machine afterwards. Carter is caught by Dreg's ship and the ship flies off. The turtles smash up the Intimidators only to find that they're full of bombs. Donatello takes control of one uh, with his, like, turtle comm and, and a couple wires. And uh, he, he's able to do that before it explodes, and they use that to fly to Dreg's ship. Now, Carter's still on Dreg's ship, but then that unstable mutagen activates, and he fuses with the metal of the ship, and then mutates into a giant yellow troll monster. He and the turtles go all hammock on uh, Dreg's ship, and Dreg has to retreat. The mutant Carter is able to rescue the turtles, but then he disappears, and the turtles don't know that it's Carter, and they think that Carter might be dead. But then later, Carter shows up in the sewer later, sewer layer, and even he doesn't seem to know that he mutated into a giant troll monster. Carter then officially joins the team. The end. Gripping storytelling. So, um, unlike that, 
wonderful original summary. I took the lazy route this time, and I'm going with Turtlepedia for my episode. The second episode of the season, which is Dreg of the Earth, which was written by, or story by Mark Edens and written by David Weiss, has premiered, allegedly, September 23rd, 1995. The Techno Gang invade a laboratory to steal a proton accelerator, but are interrupted by the Turtles and Carter. Though Leonardo emphasizes the importance of teamwork, Carter rushes out on his own and forces the Turtles to intervene early. The Technogains successfully escape with the Proton Accelerator despite the attempt of the mutated Carter, who isn't recognized by the Turtles, to stop them. The building is destroyed and the Turtles barely escape with their lives. After Carter shows up, the Turtles berate him for wrecking their tactical plan. Angry, he storms off onto his motorcycle. On the Dregnaut, Dreg is repairing his molecular converter with the Proton Accelerator, allowing him to purify polluted water instantly. In the lair, Donatello is anxious because the mutagen is acting strangely. When April tips him off that Dreg has just descended on the city and is about to meet with the ruling body of the city, the alien presents himself as a savior who will protect Earth from greed and war and demonstrates his goodwill with the molecular converter. The turtles are disgusted by the crowd's immediate blind acceptance of Dreg's lies. The city rewards Dreg's with the new skyscraper that is rechristened Dreg Tower with his ship at the very top, and the turtles head out to find out what he's secretly cooking up. They end up running afoul of security robots, blasters, and the neural net, and are driven back out into the streets. Carter, meanwhile, calls Dreg and demands to talk to him, claiming that he's joining the winning side. Instead, he walks into an ambush by the Techno Gang and discovers the beating and discovers that beating his way past them is part of a test by Dreg. Dreg demands that Carter draw the turtles to him so he can kill them once and for all. To do this, Carter calls the turtles and offers to get them inside Dreg Tower. Of course, it turns out to be an ambush by High Tech and the Techno Gang, and the turtles are quickly captured due to Carter's treacherous actions. April arrives just in time to see the turtles carted away into a spaceship and manages to sneak on board just before it flies into Dreg Tower. With the turtles captive, Dreg tries to talk them into joining him because they are outcasts from society and will never be accepted by humans. When they refuse, he activates the neural net in hopes of frying them alive. As Leonardo and Raphael try to reach levers to release themselves, their hands suddenly become a lighter shade of green, increasing in size and grow claws. Carter bursts into the room and frees them in the nick of time, saying that it was his plan all along. Leonardo reluctantly agrees to go along with his plan, but in the future he must be a team player. April contacts them from the basement, where she's come across a massive arsenal of weapons. Donatello and Carter arm the weapons just as Dreg and his minions show up, and a fight breaks out. Carter mutates again, revealing his double identity to the Turtles. Upon hearing that a blast from a weapon could set off all the others, the Turtles start taunting Dreg in order to get him to set off his own weapons. A fire breaks out and the systems start overloading, but the Turtles are forced to leave April's minicamp and the evidence of his villainy behind as they flee. Back at the lair, Carter talks to them about his mutation, and Donatello says that the mutagen has been ever more unstable than they thought and that Splinter might be in peril as well, but Splinter simply affirms that they will face the uncertainty of the future together. The End and that brings us to my episode, Riveting Storytelling, Cody. So, episode three, The Wrath of Medusa, was released maybe September 30th, definitely in the year 1995. Our story was written by Mark Edens. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> the story is by Mark Edens, but the episode was written by David Wise. The world still sees Dreg as a hero. Meanwhile, the Turtles are still fighting his criminal underground efforts. After foiling his latest scheme, Dreg hires an alien mercenary named Medusa. Beneath the streets of New York, the Turtles are discussing how Carter's mutation is getting out of control. He is a rampaging monster when it is active. And he also can't really control when it activates. 
Carter also shows them an unfinished virtual reality projector him and Donatello have been working on. Before they can discuss more, April calls to tell our intrepid Terrapins that an alien named Medusa is threatening to blow up a dam. The turtles head out to stop her. Medusa proves to be quite the challenging foe. She is wiping the floor with our heroes until Carter's mutation activates. However, he once again loses control and is destroying the dam. Leo, brother... Leo has his brother stop Carter before he destroys it while he holds off Medusa. Leo is captured while his brothers and Carter fall off of the dam. After climbing back up it, the brothers discover Leo's fate. Carter feels like he is just causing more problems, so he runs off. Shortly after, Medusa phones the remaining three ninjas to tell them where to meet her if they want their brother. They go to a radio tower where she ambushes them. She nearly has them captured, but when the mutant marvels mutate even further beyond into giant turtle creatures, uh, she doesn't stand a chance. So Medusa then jetpacks away to find Carter to see if he can give her any info to get an edge. Carter is in a warehouse testing the VR projector, and what do you know, it works now. Medusa jumps in and steals it from him after he drops d during another mutant rampage. Carter returns to Splinter to get him to help him to learn to control his new powers. Medusa lures the turtles to a new trap. Using the projector, she picks them off one by one until Don is the only one remaining. Don sees through the trick and calls out Medusa. She emerges and attacks. She's still too much for Donatello to handle, but before he's captured, he is able to send out a call that is received by Carter. Carter now knows that the turtles need his help. It's time to put his training to the test. He tracks down Medusa's ship the same way the turtles did, mutates, and gets control of himself to break them free. They jump Medusa and teleport her away using the ship's teleporter. It's just then that they learn that Dreg has turned the Earth space station into a jammer. All of the Earth's communications and defense systems are down. They fly Medusa's ship out into space and blow up the space station. They then proceed to crash land and destroy the ship. Using his influence, Dreg convinces everyone on Earth that it was the turtles who jammed everything and then destroyed the space station. But it's not all bad. Carter is in control now, and the turtles are going to have to learn to control their mutation, too. The end. Bold storytelling. Our final episode of this episode that we're recording. <laughs> the New Mutation. Original air date, October 7th, 1995. Written by our old buddy, David Wise. The turtles track the Techno Gang to Hyperdyne Labs, where a highly volatile, volatile fuel called X-Fire is being produced. But as they try to keep Carter from running amok, the military police come in and reveal something shocking. The Techno Gang is authorized to take the X-Fire to Dreg's base, and the turtles are seen as trespassers. They barely manage to escape. They alert the media and infiltrate Dreg's base, finding strange creatures inside rowing tanks. One of the tanks is ruptured and an alien slug creature hatches and slithers out of the building. As they're cornered, the turtle's second stage mutations are triggered, which the media takes as proof of them being evil, like Dre had said before. But fortunately, they are also nearly invincible to energy blasts, allowing them to escape to a nearby playground. 
Raphael berates Leonardo as, for his failed plan and they decide to head to Kildeer Mountain to do some damage to Drag at his main base of operations. Drag is in the process of creating an impenetrable citadel from which he plans to use the X-Fire to fuel a laser cannon that will destroy the cities of the world. He sees the turtles approaching, but is confident that they will never escape. When cornered by laser fire, the turtles hypermutate once again and break their way into the citadel. Leonardo is reluctant to use brute force to defeat Drag rather than their wits, but Raphael is unimpressed by that argument and breaks in anyway. April contacts Carter with, a new, with news of the giant slug. Carter finds it terrorizing people and eating statues, smashing through buildings. He decides to use this wrist-mounted weapon that Donatello had been working on, which only annoys it. As they head towards Dreg, the, he sends a robotic attacker called the Arachnicon towards them. Just then, their mutations fluctuate again, returning them back to normal. The robot easily knocks Donatello and Leonardo through the floor where they spot the X-Fires being loaded into the laser gun. Leonardo has the idea to throw all of the fuel into the generator where it would destroy the entire Citadel. But the plan is complicated when they mutate again, increasing the chances of setting it off. Raphael and Michelangelo are still being chased by the Arachnicon when they hypermutate, once which allows them to destroy the robot only for it to regenerate as two, then four. Each destroyed robot becoming back as two new ones. As they turn back to normal, Michelangelo realizes that they need to use their wits and manages to trick the robots into attacking the floor and falling through it. Carter alerts them to the mayhem that the slug is causing, and Donatello deduces that it has become larger and stronger when it consumes metal. To stop it, they need a large amount of xanatorium, which blocks energy waves. To stop it, they need a large amount of xantronium, which blocks energy waves. They lure it to a building whose roof is made of xantronium. When it eats some, it shrinks back to a small size. Leonardo then traps the creature in a supply shed and leaves the word dregs was here on it. Meanwhile, Dreg is preparing to fire his laser cannon, which is about to vaporize New York when the generator overloads and explodes, causing the Citadel to collapse. Dreg barely escapes, cursing the turtles. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah overall, the storytelling isn't too bad. Uh, I, you know, there's definitely a lot of things to talk about. So let's get on <laughs> with it the second time around. Hey, uh, nice junk. All right. Do we need to talk about yet again how the turtles have a new design? Well, I yeah, think they... I think before we do that, we need to address the elephant in the room here, and that is our brand new character for this series and new addition to the team, Carter. <laughs> I think before we do anything else, we got to address Carter. Now, Carter looks almost exactly like a character that's on the cover of issue three of the original series. Yeah, it's like it's like at the true. bottom with a beanie on. But yeah. yeah, otherwise I was about to say Static character. Shock, but yeah, that also. Yeah. Well, he also, he also kind of looks like a character in Adventures that uh, was like a student of Leonardo. Um, I can't remember his name, but he's there with uh, with the monkey, with the with the baboon, and with Carmen. Oh. Carmen in the IDW series is kind of a combination of. Oh yeah, like she's kind of yeah, she's kind of like a Carter a little bit. Well, no, so not not Carmen from. So that there's a character called Carmen that was in Ninja Turtles Adventures. Oh, and then, I think yeah, sorry. Yeah, and, and then there was an, another character that looks a lot like Carter that uh, is another student of Leonardo that I already forgot his name, and I'm trying to find it right now. <laughs> yeah, is it Miles? 
I think it is Miles. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't getting him mixed up with Miles Morales. So I'm pretty sure it is Miles, if, if Keith thinks it's Miles too. So yes. Carmen's design. Yeah, he's got I, the same hair and everything. Yep. Yeah. So Carmen's design, I think, is kind of a combination. In IDW, is a kind of a combination of Carmen and Miles in, in Adventures. But anyway. So Carter uh, doesn't technically have a last name, but apparently uh, press material from CBS uh, and the CBS website originally had given Carter the surname of Dawson. But I think Carter's big uh, thing is that he's a mutant, kind of. He's an unstable mutant. He's an unstable mutant, but it's like it's like a weird like Hulk kind of thing. Yeah, he's like a Karai 2012 mutant. Yeah. Speaking of, he he does have a cameo in 2012. Like the the big yellow troll version of him is part of like one of the Saturday morning cartoons, which is kind of yeah. So I I was gonna get to that. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Lil Reneo on the cartoon that they used to watch, uh, Chris Bradford's Too Rough Crew. Um, Lil Reneo's mutation, his true form is Carter's mutation form. Uh, but I do want to talk about before we get to that Easter egg, I want to talk about this mutation form because this looks like a character straight out of Savage Dragon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With a little Deadpool eyes going on. Like, yeah, like he's got like the cool red eyes. He's got that mohawk, the metal arm, the loincloth, the spikes, the armor. It's definitely like, like 90s, like Liefeld comic spawn kind like of this stuff. is this is a, extremely try hard <laughs> i don't mind it except i don't understand the loincloth and then I like don't, he, I don't when he takes back all. he still has his, his regular clothes you know yeah like, i mean the, yeah, the clothing the, mutation is key like see, that's the handiest yeah. mutation yeah like we see in in these episodes that like he straight mutates and his clothes come back <laughs> yeah it doesn't make any sense his clothes mutate with him Unless he himself is a shapeshifter of some sort. Cotton cotton is a breathing, living fabric, okay? Right. And, and it can just magically turn into a purple loincloth at any point in time. Yeah. yeah. With metal armor. Right. Like, and, well, the and, metal I get because he like he fused with the ship, right? Like, that was the thing that he was touching when he I, I guess. Okay, so so that's what I wanted. His fingers, to, like, go into it. Like, that's maybe he's really to, just kind of, maybe he's really just a, a shapeshifter, and this is the form he chooses. So that, okay, well, that's what I wanted to talk about, was... We we've joked on on our show that this cartoon very much plays loose with how mutagen works in this show. Um, like it's not consistent. And so you can kind of just write it off at every batch is different. The problem here is that this is very much specifically the same batch of mutagen that mutates Carter that mutated the turtles and splinter. Yeah. So you would have to assume that it works under the same principles that it's the last whatever you encountered. Yeah. Which is why the turtles became human and Splinter became a rat. So did I miss something why Donnie has the mutagen and is messing around with it? Is that... So that's another question is yeah. Donatello specifically says that like, hey, this is left over from when we were mutated. Which that stuff was purple. That one, that stuff was purple. Well, also, too. Splinter saved it. Who saved yeah, it? Who yeah. saved it? <laughs> Because I doubt I Donatello I had the foresight to get mutated and then like come back and be like, oh, I should probably save this before he learns how to speak. For 
It's been sitting in a puddle for like years, right? Yeah. The puddle He's of also learned nothing about there. the dangers of mutagen. Apparently. Yeah. yeah just... And so it's like, and so we're nine seasons in and Donatello like hasn't done research on this mutagen before. Like we've encountered mutagen so many times on this show. Like nine seasons in, you know, eight years into this series existing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although much, we have do they ever address how much time actually passes? So not really not here, but we do know that like we have seen years in the show and Michelangelo has at least had two birthdays. So Ooh. we know some time has passed in the show. We've also seen the, the mutagen become unstable before back in a uh, where rats from channel six. And that was like a temporary mutation too. So it's not like completely out of the realm, but it is, Kind of weird that he still has mutagen that's doing this, you know? Yeah. Especially because, like, mutagen is so corruptible in the show already. Like, you know, you expose it to air, expose it to air, and it, like, it's a, it's a problem for Krang and Shredder. So it just feels weird that, like, Donatello, like, pulls it out all of a sudden. And I, and I get that he's probably just running tests and, like, because maybe his, maybe he had already started his, you know, second mutation, and that's what, caused him to like pull it out of storage but it's 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 just kind of a weird way to it, it wasn't introduced in a in an organic way i guess for like for it to make sense that all of a sudden this is happening nine seasons later <laughs> yeah because then because then the big question too is like you know carter what is carter mutating into because like mutant is kind of a catch-all term in this show. Like any anything is a mutant. Any non-human. Any like yeah, any non-human that's not an alien is a mutant. And so it's like it's weird. Like what is he? <laughs> what is Carter <laughs> turning into? Um, but Carter Carter himself is also just kind of a like we we kind of said like kind of the coolest kid that could ever have been designed in the 1990s he, series. He's the Poochie of this show. He's very much the Poochie yeah. of this season. Um, yeah, it's like we're on the decline of the show. So they introduce a cool new character and that is Poochie slash Carter. Right. And it, <laughs> it, it, he's kind of hateful. <laughs> um, and it, but like he, cause he's got like traits of all the turtles. Like he's super smart. He's, you know, he's tough like Raph. He's, I kind of jokey because Michelangelo's not as jokey anymore. So he's more smart alecky. You know, he, he's kind of got traits of all the turtles, but then like, and, and so he deduces that, you know, uh, Hamata Yoshi is like the only one who could teach the, the teachings of the foot, which is also kind of weird. Like, like they didn't mention. Cause like he specifically says that like Hamata Yoshi is the only one who can teach the foot clan, but it's like, didn't shredder technically shredder. lead the foot clan longer? Yeah. Shredder he taught the whole foot clan. And then, uh, like we've seen, was it Shibata Sama? Who was the ghost guy? Like we know that that exists somewhere too. That guy could have taught him. Right. Well, I mean, I think that one, like Shibano Sama, a Shibano Sama had, would have to have appeared to Carter, but it's like, I think it would have been just, I don't know me. It just would have made more sense that like Carter, if Carter was like, oh, you know, there's only two people who could do that and like who could teach me the foot clan. 
techniques, and it's either Orokusaki, who's the Shredder, or you, or Hamato Yoshi. I'm surprised the Foot Clan fighting style is so definitive that like multiple people can tell like, hey, that's a Foot Clan style. Unless the Foot Clan style is like specifically like opening up fire hydrants and like cutting down stalactites. Yeah, which to is like enemies it, and stuff. You know, I mean, th- this like, feels this feels range. like this feels like we're getting in anchovy territory, but like we're not. <laughs> it's it, there's it's solid more, questions, right? <laughs> there's solid questions because it's like okay, like where did Carter learn that the turtle like the, that these are Foot Clan techniques like what specifically are the foot because like other than like that what was that one technique that splinter did it was curly maneuver the curly maneuver like we don't really ever get to see specific foot clan teachings right unless it's like throwing nets made of pizza dough at each other so it just it just feels weird to have this kid be like oh yeah i researched you guys I mean, April does do a lot of news reports, giving it all the game away. So if I mean, and, that, and that's fair too, because like, we've established on the show that like April very much like uses the turtles for her own selfish ambitions. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, she could have exposed the turtles to to Carter, you know? Ooh. Maybe how old is Carter? Maybe she dated Carter. So he he to be dated by. <laughs> Yeah, he's a little little too young for April. Um, but he very specifically um he he's out of high school cuz spoiler for season 10 he goes off to college. Oh. I mean, out or, of high school, you know, hey. Maybe. Yeah, we've established April's that April's like 25, right? <laughs> yeah, like April's in her late 20s, I think at this point. But yeah, so Carter, uh, played by Bumper Robinson, who's a fantastic voice actor. One of my favorite roles that he's ever been in was uh, he was Bumblebee on Transformers Animated. Which I don't know if you guys ever watched that show, but it's my opinion. It's the best animated Transformers. Like, I just love that show so much. I'm a Beast Wars guy. You're a Beast Wars guy. I, I never got plugged into Transformers. I could they were they were there but I never really watched it. I had whatever series that was 3D animated going on at the time. Beast Wars is the only one you need. Transformers animated is kind of like the Turtles 2012. Okay. Like, it's it's kind of anime-influenced. Skew's a little younger, but then, like, some dark stuff happens, and you're like, whoa. Like it's probably the most menacing like Megatron and the Decepticons have ever been is that show. Even more I, menacing than the Michael Bay movies. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Even more uh, menacing than Megatron at Universal Studios. Has nothing is nothing is more menacing than that Megatron. though. <laughs> Dude, I actually love that Transformers ride at Universal Studios. Anyway, I I've, I've rode the ride once. It was OK, but like, God, the. The Megatron that hangs out that you could take pictures with, uh huh, berate you and insult you. Yeah, that is really well done. He's so fun. Like that is a dream job for me. (laughs) Like harassing children. (laughs) Not not just not just children. Like he he he. I saw one where he was like he's like oh what anime is that? Yeah, I saw that. Demon Slayer, get out of here. Yeah, that one was who. Yeah, who was ever behind all that? They're doing a killer job. Great job. Um, 
more more things like on the, I guess the facts of what was going on at the same time as this show because we're in a new year now. It's the year 1995. So after going on like almost a year hiatus, an eight month hiatus, Volume Two of Ninja Turtles gets its final four issues to end it this year uh, because there was that whole flood at Mirage Studios that did that whole thing that made it so that the comic book had to stop for a little bit. And uh, yeah, Turtles Adventures would also still be coming out during this period. But other than that, there was nothing. So yeah, so to, so to put into perspective, like like we said, like where we are in the franchise. So like this is this is definitely getting darker to kind of coincide with what was going on in Mirage at the time, uh, but also specifically because Batman the animated series and X Men and now Power Rangers have like totally been kicking Turtles' butt. Mm-hmm. The toy line basically dead. Yeah, because this is this is the last full year of the toy line because the toy line would end in '96. Uh, I was wondering because um, like these series, these seasons don't really get toys. I wondered, you know, if they did get toys, it it probably could have helped because without like without a toy anchor for the cartoon show, it's just gonna die. Especially Sorry, Keith, Keith, you were right. '97. So we 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 had, but but also like this is kind of like so we were 95 so the main toys that were out this year uh were the winged warrior turtles uh the adventure turtles the sumo michelangelo and sumo raf uh the super mutants which were the playmates version of the uh mutant turtles uh ova from japan and then the jim lee turtles the Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo, and no Leonardo because they ran out of blue paint, apparently. That sounds appropriately silly. So it, it, it's a weird, lo- a weird year for the toy line. Um, a, lot of, a lot of just kind of reinvention, trying new things. It's yeah. a shame because a, a Carter toy, a Carter toy would have been awesome, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like he's got his own pack in. Like you've got, a, you've got a cool motorcycle toy that you could have added. Well, it's weird that we have like, I mean, him, high tech, drag, all those techno geeks, techno gang, uh, a new April, but like no toys to support. I mean, Havoc would have in the, the previous season. Yeah. Yeah. This one and definitely could have done. It must have been that they were just like, they had decided like it was over and they're not going to do it anymore. Right. I would I assume know. people wanted out. A lot of the characters seem toyetic, and I think that they were yeah. trying to see if the show would catch on before they started putting the toys out, and it probably just didn't. Because, yeah, like, a character with a name like High Tech and, like, his design and everything, I definitely think he was supposed to be a toy, uh, and it just never yeah. happened. That makes sense, too, and with, like, you know, they're struggling to even, for the show to keep getting picked up, you know, so at yeah. that at that time, it's still where, you know, if you have a toy line and you don't have a show promoting it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Well, and it was also while this show came out, another detail that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures, the Archie comics, ceased publication. It was in 95 that it that it ended. Mm. So we're definitely looking at the, you know, this is the grave right here. <laughs> you know, and then it got one more season after this kind of thing. Uh, another, another interesting thing I noticed in this episode is that uh, high tech, this gun he pulls out, and I think also like the other kind of alien minions. In this episode specifically, I didn't see it in the other ones, but they pull out a triangle barrel laser gun that looks like the Triceraton blasters 
from the original Mirage comics. Mm. That's cool. I was going to say they look like the Dimension X blasters that Bebop and Rock City have been using for 10 years. Oh, well, if those are also <laughs> triangle shaped, then then those have also looked like the Triceraton blasters. That's crazy. Or we might be thinking of two different blasters here. We could be because it was like it was in the unknown ninja that specifically like one of them might have just been high tech had that that triangle barrel blaster. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm thinking I I jumped ahead. So high tech is like the main bug. But yeah, then like the cool armored bug. But then the techno gang is like are like the foot soldiers and they yeah. have the bebop and rock city blasters. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. They had a different one. that was kind of standard. Um, another thing I learned from this episode is that uh, you should use the stairs in an emergency. Uh, you know, they're they're running from... <laughs> Leo, like, specifically says that, too. Like, 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 if I could go back, I think a segment we could have had was, like, the educational message of each show, and it would what be just stupid today? crap like that. You yeah. Know? <laughs> uh, what I thought was kind of a neat thing, like, neat bit of continuity that they addressed, like, uh, April specifically says that she's an independent field correspondent. Yeah. So there's, like, no mention of Channel 6, because we talked about, like, Last week, Channel 6 is gone now. Um, and so, like, it, it, so it's a, it's a nice, like, character evolution for April um, that because she, when she said she was leaving Channel 6, she meant it. Uh, so, but I, I'm just curious who she's reporting for now. <laughs> like, did, did she, is she starting? Is she starting a news blog? I mean, yeah, I guess if she's just a freelancer, she's just going... Wherever, is she like, yeah, like, is she, money is. is she recording this for herself now? Like, you know, setting up her own, you know, her own little TMZ kind of website. She's really, she's just, she doesn't have a job at all. She just wants to keep the yeah, dream exactly. alive. Like, yeah. So she's just collecting all her tapes in her apartment. Or it's more like the the Joe Exotic Tiger King thing. <laughs> she just, she's got it, but like no one's really watching. You know? Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. According to Turtlepedia, this is the last appearance of the Turtle Blimp. Which is too bad. Which yeah, which is sad, but it, yes, down with the turtle blimp. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, kind of glad we got rid of the turtle blimp. Yeah. It is one but of the coolest vehicles, but the glider did get damaged. So, I, but I feel like the there's at least some continuity there, right? I feel like the glider's gotten damaged before. Definitely the the blimp part has like a thousand times. So I don't know. Donatello must just be like, you know what? I, we're done with this. I'm done flying around. <laughs> Sick of it. I ain't repairing it no more. I already can't. I already don't have time to fix the leg on the TV. We have to use a stack of books. Yeah, I'm not working on the turtle blimp no more. Yeah, he can make his own new bow staffs, but he can't make a TV leg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny that the theme song is still the theme song from season eight, where it's that teenage mutant ninja turtles, and it, uh, which is a, a great song. Don't let anybody it's, tell it's you a great otherwise. Song, and it still but... has like the same the good animation. Do we need to? Is it's, it time to well, talk it's, about? It's, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're not. We're not in anchovies <laughs> yet. But it. But it's. It's funny that like it's still, it's still just clips from the first episode of the last season. But it also specifically still mentions Shredder, who is not in this season at all. Yeah. Same. I think Rocksteady's in it too, getting flipped around. He's yeah. Not, not in the show anymore. I don't think. No, like we saw the last their last appearance last season, but like Shredder and Crank come back for the series finale. But, um, like, yeah, when it says specifically, like when the evil shredder attacks, 
you know, turtles fight back, but it's like Shredder's not attacking anymore. When the evil drag attacks. Which doesn't who, have, who, that do doesn't have drag? the same, like, Titanus. That, that doesn't have the same flow to it, but. The evil Lord Drag attacks. I don't know. We can, work, we can, work, that we can work. workshop that. We can turtles. workshop that. Fight with mirth. Teenage. <laughs> that, that's, that's certainly one take. Um, but I think what, what what's just funny is that like it feels like because the 2003 series like directly addressed that you know you know changing the line from yeah. watch out we for shredder, shredder to we shredded shredder. I, I love that. It's yeah, sh- shows with a good budget subtly change things based on where the story's yeah. gone or add new scenes. But yeah. or or when Karai becomes the shredder, it's then Karai that says watch out for shredder instead of. Wow! Yeah. Spoiler alert. My bad. Twenty year old might as well not even watch the series. Yeah, really. But, uh, so yes, that is, uh, that's everything I got for that episode. Me too. Let's, let's move on to Drag of the Earth. Drag of the Earth. I have nothing written for this one. I don't either. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, there, that's, I think that's going to kind of become a theme as we go through the rest of the season. Like, there aren't a ton of Easter eggs. Well, and not to mention, as we talk about, these episodes because it's almost like a flowing complete story in a way, you know, like like episodes tell a single story in it, but it's all part of a larger one. And so there is kind of less to talk about because as we address one episode, we're kind of talking about the whole story arc. Yeah. yeah, you, so, yeah it really is a solid block because it, they take place directly after, Oh, what's Carter doing now? He's yeah. doing this. So, so, so yeah, we're going to just kind of keep on trucking along. Uh, so, the Wrath of Medusa. So Medusa. <laughs> yeah, Medusa. Y'all remember that Mutant Madness game? Yeah. Uh-huh. She's in it. She's not like a playable character, but she was like featured in one of the seasons and has like comic book uh, cutscenes where her and Dirk Savage are trying to get the Fugitoid. Oh. Huh. Yeah, kind of cool. Interesting. Think it is a really cool character design. No, oh, I'm it's... not in love with it. The, it's something uh that yeah, was the, the only animation the, quality wasn't necessarily good enough to do it justice um this was, it's, it's such a design where if you're not doing it consistently it starts to look busted but this I was the only episode core. of the four that my wife uh watched with me and she was like we were just making the joke that like every every few words she'd be like and i medusa am here <laughs> or, i medusa have captured you uh, <laughs> takes a second to do her evil laugh every yeah. every couple seconds. I'm not I'm not in love with the design. Part of my issue is the way her. I get that she's supposed to be Medusa, but the way her hair just kind of like I don't know. Oftentimes, just feels like it's like poking like straight out. Uh, it's, it, I mean, this, this is an anchovies thing, but yeah, it's really weird. It's yeah, very it, susticle. But you know, they could they could kind of workshop the design a little bit and bring her back in another version. I wouldn't mind. Um, is this a good place to talk about the, the secondary mutations and all the stuff with the fourth movie? Uh, you know, that's probably not a bad idea. Well, that's specifically yeah. what this section's for, so. Yeah, well, I didn't know if we want to do it the next episode, because only three of them mutate in this one. But I mean, like, I don't so... have any notes for the new mutation, so let's let's do it in the new mutation. We're talking about the <laughs> new mutation now, guys. <laughs> all right. Guys, new mutation. This is the episode I've been looking for, where like they're carrying something, and they're, they're mutate, and they can't carry it. I remember that from when I was a kid. Yeah, I was, was going like, to say. Whoa. <laughs> so, 
this is weird <laughs> this episode um but yeah so the new mutations um this this kind of feels like a carryover from the uh unproduced fourth movie which was going to be the next mutation where the turtles and splinter and all had gotten secondary mutations you know turning in, into raptor raff and so on um Man, that would have been what, cool to see. I want to live in that alternate universe where yeah, they went I think it. like Raph and Splinter became like monsters, basically. And then what Michelangelo could like alter his appearance to look human. I think Leo could camouflage himself. And then Donatello was losing his sight but gained telekinesis or something like that. And is that where they would have thrown in Kirby too? Or is that a different Yeah, thing? yeah, that's all the same project. Yeah, I don't so, think it necessarily would have been good, but I, I would love to see it. Yeah, same. But they scrapped that and kind of just folded over the idea of them getting new mutations into... Well, the new, new mutation, obviously. Yeah, well, I'm kind of wondering how how early on the idea of having the Turtles mutation progress or, or you know, move to somewhere was was there because... That's also kind of a thing in The Last Ronin with Michelangelo. You know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, his mutation kind of progressed. Like, he's bigger. He's a whole lot stronger. Yeah. Um, and I believe, was it the Image comics or the, the like the Urban Legend stuff? Aren't they still mutating? Uh, in that, no. Uh, they are regenerating. Like, they do have seem to be regenerative. You know, yeah. Raphael's face is kind of recovering. Um, Donatello. Blasted off. Becomes a cyborg and is, like, nearly dies. But then his body has been, like regrowing the whole time regenerating and growing everything back and so he kind of slowly loses the cyborg armor as it does uh so like i said i kind of wonder how early on that was an idea because then we have the next mutation we have this uh i, I want to know what exactly that idea was was thought of when they decided to try and implement that I also wonder, I'm not super up on my Spider-Man lore, but I would assume the Spider-Man, like Spider-Man's ongoing mutation, that must have been a thing from the original comics too, right? I would assume, yeah, I have to assume. Spider, yeah. 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 They That's a core inspiration. Hmm. And they all, it's kind of cool because they all look a little bit different when they super mutate. So like, um, Michelangelo gets nothing different. He's kind of the base, but then... Yeah. Uh, Raphael has like very long claws. His and he has like, kind of like a spike here, plastron. Yeah, yeah, spike here, plastron. He's got uh, elbow and, and knee spikes as well. Um, Leonardo then has like like a, a metal carapace with like kind of horns coming off of it. it yeah, he gets like. the coolest one. He has like full on like metal shell. The yeah, back. it's on the back too. I I always thought yeah. it was just the front, but like he's got a he's like the most defensive of of the four it seems. And then Donatello, he, he weirdly gets a cyborg eye. Yeah, it so not like not consistent. Like some it, some but... some shots he has it, some he doesn't. <laughs> he, well, he definitely didn't have it in the last episode. No, no. and so that's why, like, like, only when they only when he uses it, he seems to have it, right? And <laughs> then it's like when he when they mutated fully in this episode, and it's like that. There's a side profile of Donatello, and it's the cyborg eye to the camera, and it's like, whoa, yeah, yeah. Like it was a little little jarring. <laughs> I was like, what is that? So, they did uh, also get kind of like Bale Batman voices, which I thought was a nice touch that it's not yeah, just like, a regular like voices yeah, talking through. Walking deeper, except, uh, except Townsend Coleman, Michelangelo. Yeah. Like Cam he Clark goes and back and brings it down. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cam Clark brings it down. Barry and Rob bring it down. But like Townie, no. He's like, I'm going to keep it here. 
Yeah. And you lower and he's just the tick, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think I would have liked it better if Donatello just like had X-ray vision or something and like black eyes instead of pupils or something. I the cyborg eye doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, yeah. I'm going to get into it in anchovies, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and, then, yeah. and then give Michelangelo some, I don't know, super breath. I don't. Yeah. Super just breath. just, just give him a pair of nunchucks for God's sakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He mutates his nunchucks back. <laughs> we're digging like into, it. we're digging into anchovies here. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's so let's, let's, put, them on, let's put some on this pizza. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. Alrighty. The unknown ninja. So first off, Carter hiding his mutation just seems super unnecessary. Why is he doing that? Well, it's also he's not like fully in control of it, right? So I mean right, but like he he's aware of it and then he you can see that he knew it happened and he decides not to bring it up to the turtles and to like keep it a secret. It kind of would it think kinda he would also like, fit in with the turtles better. He's yeah. like, "Hey, I'm a mutant too." I was gonna say, like, it kind of feels like the turtles would be the best people to tell that you have a mutation yeah. that you can't control. Like, well, especially it's Donnie's stuff, so you could be like, "Hey, Donnie, you really screwed me over here." Yeah, like, "Hey, I yeah. touched this goo that you had, uh, and it's turning me into this." And it's like, why would you keep that a secret? And it's like, keep it a secret in such a weird way, where like he kept dying and like gaslighting the turtles into thinking he was dead and then would just show up like hey guys what's up yeah, <laughs> yeah. like how did they not put two and two together yeah how did they not put two and two together it's just like oh they killed kenny and then you know he comes and back. then he's just back <laughs> i did they, love his uh his transformation sequence where like they just like put the entire beaker of mutagen kind of translucently over him and like yeah 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 it up and down it's like what the heck was that <laughs> Also, there's like a whole scene when he like jumps out of Dreg's ship when he's a mutant that he uses like just some sheet metal he ripped off of a panel or something as a parachute. Yeah. <laughs> he holds it over and, and parachutes down with like a sheet of metal. Uh, I don't know. He, he's he's apparently like a mutant metal man yeah. using metal as a parachute. It just doesn't quite work, you know? I don't know. I, I get that... Uh, fantastical things are going on all the time, but it's just like a glaring, I know that wouldn't work thing that uh, he shouldn't be doing. All right, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Let's give it up for the start of the episode where Donnie is like drunkenly walking and he can't keep the camera straight. <laughs> like, wh why are you having such problem? I know the turtle helmet, the cam is like unwieldy, but like you see him and he's just like tilting back and forth. Like he's having like the greatest struggle in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay also keith you called it a google lens i've always thought google lens was cool <laughs> like i i i personally i would have done it they were prohibitively expensive when they first came out uh but it, it's it's so weird because it's like those would be really cool but it, i mean it's basically a giant gopro 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like Snapchat GoPro. and stuff had like stuff where like you had like built into your goggles to some degree. Which well, I yeah, they had cool. those Snapchat glasses. glasses. Which to me, I feel like the only thing like the problem I have with that, like you have Google Lens, you have all this cool like AR stuff, but it's also seemingly like recording. Aren't you then obligated to tell everybody like, hey, you're on camera yeah, constantly, so that, that, or that or that you're point, just yeah. like that a kind of rando became an issue in California. Tom. That kind of became an issue in California because you have to consent to being recorded in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of, that kind of became an issue. So, yeah, cause I feel awkward enough. Like if I'm at the store trying to like record the toy aisle, like I can't, I always, I always think like with glasses, if nobody notices, I would just not have to say anything, but then you're like a massive weirdo. You're just like talking to yourself, <laughs> walking them down the aisle, like looking at everything like, Oh no, don't worry. It's not weird. I'm filming you. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, Maybe if you're walking as drunkenly as Donatello was, you would not raise any sort of suspicion. I'm not being creepy, but you are on camera everywhere my eyeballs see. <laughs> oh, there's Just make uh, sure you're far enough away from your home, you know. There's that, that uh, no one Eric. There's Eric, uh, pardon my nerd, on TikTok uh, when he does his store videos, like his, his toy hunting, and he's like pulling up shelves and like everything. Oh, yeah, the shelf pullers? Oh, my yeah. God. And, but he's like, but he's recording himself doing that and, and narrating, so it's like it's <laughs> and so if somebody walks up, you have to be like, oh, no, no, I'm doing a thing. Shelf pull, like pulling the shelf off. Not People uh, hide not figures um, on like, so the shelves, like what you do is you find like you get a figure you want, but you can't pay for the time where you want it to go on clearance. Right. So you take the figure, you go to like, and I don't know how, like, pardon my nerd. Tell us how you find these. Cause it's one thing if it's a shelf in the toy aisle, sometimes they do that. You'll find an empty one, but he's in like the, the bath section, right? In the towels. And the bottom shelf, they'll lift it up because you can lift the shelf up and they'll just stash stuff there and come back to it later. And so it's a thing to go around checking shelves for stashes. And then you can like check other people's stashes and find like really old, really rare figures that are like so old that they've clearanced them out and you can get a great deal on them is the. Yeah. So that's typically it's the natural evolution of what like toy guys like i used to do it where i would take a toy i wanted and put it behind everything yeah that's what i did middle shelf to keep other grubby kids from getting it yeah i got a great story to tell you afterward um but yeah like it's the natural evolution of that but like that feels dirty because like you at least like when you hide it on a middle shelf like people could still find it and it's more of like a fate thing it's still somewhat fair game Mm -hmm. but yeah but like when you hide it under a shelf that's kind of like it's kind of stealing in a way because you're like taking it out of the inventory. Even if you come back to buy it later, like you're kind of preventing everybody from keeping track of that. If you just feel bad for the kid who's got to do inventory afterwards, it's like it says we have one more. Where the hell yeah. is it? And then well, you I have mean, people like us who are like, I scanned yeah. your system. You have this toy. You go in the back and get it. And they're like, look, pal. Yeah, they have this. They have you. this time where they legitimately did go look for it, and they're like, "It's not there." Your system says it is. Yeah, exactly. I, I imagine that happens. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ex- ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so and so you'll have those people that are like, "Well, the system says that you have one in stock," and it's like, "It's like, buddy, it's probably under a shelf somewhere." <laughs> That's crazy. All right. Well, back to this cartoon. Yeah, back um, to this cartoon. Uh, the other thing I will say is that Dreg kind of feels like a Krang 2.0. Yeah, like. It's just kind of like another alien, alien invader here to conquer Earth. As this progresses, uh, I move a little bit away from that, but definitely in this first episode, it's like it's Krang again. Just I think what I think what I don't like about Drag is 
like it, he he feels kind of so tonally different from aliens we've seen before in this show. Like he's definitely the most legitimate threat of any alien that we've had, mm-hmm. more so than like the Gribix. Yeah, I was making a joke. I expected you to laugh. Can you, if you can play it, it sounds. Spencer, if you leave this in, this is going to be the worst. But yeah, leave it in. Um, But yeah, it's it's he he feels he feels weird. Like he feels like he doesn't belong in the show. Like other aliens, like I would have personally rather the Triceratons had come back. Like they set them up to be such a cool villain, and would be cool. You know, instead, instead we get dragon. Not that, not that like drag is bad. Cause like he, he is an effective villain. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's just, it's so weird how he comes in. And then especially like in the next couple episodes, how he kind of convinces everybody that he's a good guy. Because he, comes in, he has an exposed brain. That's like bad he guy has an 101. Expo- well, he's got glowing red eyes. He has yeah. a beautiful smile. He has a sweet, beautiful <laughs> but it's like smile. He comes, in, he comes in in the first episode and announces that he's a bad guy. And then in the next episode, he's like, I'm Drag. I'm a good guy. Right. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. yeah we totally totally like forgot that, that you blew your we way into totally that building. We that you were here last week. Yeah. Yeah. The smile. It's that smile that you take home to meet your grandma. And if he needs gold and wants to fight turtles, why not go attack Shelry Law? Yeah, it, it's like this would have been a. I mean, granted, like you know, best boy Kerma could have come back, you know, <laughs> and been like, "I have a lot of gold on my home planet." Just robbing himself with gold. Yeah, it just, it just feels like well, it just feels like a that that could have been a cool mention of Kerma. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I agree. Um, I can't get over the part where Carter pushes a desk into the, into the intimidators, but he like, he pushes it and he has to ride on it. Like, why does that change? The that's, extreme. That's, that's extreme. That's extreme. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I also, I, hey, I skateboarders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I watched it again and I cannot for the life of me figure out why Carter attacks Donatello in that first fight. Because then later he's like driving through the sewers, he's like, I've been looking for you guys. It's like, well, you found them, but then you attacked them and ran away. What was that about? I think that the original intention was for him to have, like, accidentally, like, messed up, and he missed the the alien and hit hit Donatello, maybe? I, I don't know. That's, that's the best thing I can come up with. That's better than what I could come up with, which was bad writing, so... <laughs> yeah. All right, we good to move on to Dreg of the Earth. Damn, I had I had one more and I completely forgot. Oh, we oh. didn't talk about the the new turtle designs. Yeah, the and, terrible and the, animation. The terrible and, animation, and they're the making me look like a fool, down. a fool for standing for Red Sky. I, I forgot that they totally butchered it. Which the story, everything, I still think maintains the Red Sky quality, but holy lord, did they wretchedly butcher the animation. It reminds me of going like when we did season six and then we did like the European season and then back to season seven. Like it's that dramatic of a change, even though it's not that dramatic of a change. It feels that way. You know, they all have eyes. Like, like if you get an action figure and the eyes are painted badly, that's every scene. Yeah. And they don't have the green around them anymore. And they're always like weirdly smiling. They do in um, some um, shots. I think that's what's weird about it. Like they have, they have, the green around their eyes in some angles, like yeah, when it's, it's super, super inconsistent. close up. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm torn between wondering if, I mean, I, I assume maybe they switched animation studios or, or something happened where they're like, okay, the budget, it's gone. Um, yeah. And so like whoever, whoever took over, they just couldn't do it as well. Um, or they got feedback like, hey, these turtles are like dark and scary. We need to, we need to tunify them up. Um, cause I thought the season eight, the first red sky season, I, I love the look of the turtles and I think I did, they did it phenomenal, but this one, they got the googly moogly eyes all the time. It's the smiles for me. Like they just look like serial killers all the time. It's every line. They're just slightly smiling. I'm like, Ugh. there was, I, once you said that I noticed there, there are some scenes where they are just straight up actually smiling. Like they yeah. have the Joker smiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and did the yeah. sound quality get terrible? I felt and like it was, was way worse. This there was there was like a, there was like a part where where uh, it's it's in um, the Medusa episode, but where Carter is like meditating with Splinter, and then he like turns to Splinter, and like the sound quality of Carter's voice like sounds like he's talking in a box, and then he turns back to the camera, and then it's like normal again. <laughs> It's that spatial audio. Just also, ahead of its time. yeah, right. Also, I don't know if I don't know if you guys got it, but on like the digital versions, uh, the commercial bumpers, the "We'll be back after these messages," were in my D DV- or were in my digital version. Oh wow! Really? Um, yeah, they're not on the DVD at all. No, I was like, I was watching it, and it's like animated into the bumpers and i was like that is so weird and it's only for uh drag of the earth and um uh, medusa that would and be cool to see though i love stuff like that it's like kind of like yeah. a time it castle. was it was really weird let me tell you i like I it know, too temporarily you know like it's it's a hidden nostalgia at first and then it gets annoying like the bumpers well, are still there on paramount plus's 2003 series or it's just like the one, two, three, four. But the, but the, but that's a but that's a part of the show. Like that that is a part of the 2003 series. Like that's animated into that. This is like it. an animated bumper that would have been on CBS, huh. like a generic one that they could have put in any show. Yeah. Huh. So when I bought season one, uh, it came with like five episodes from the last season or something, and it started off with like the CBS Action Zone, like tunnel thing and everything it was really weird i don't know why that was included on the dvd but cool little time capsule and so like yeah it, it, so it was it was just kind of jarring to see that uh here <laughs> while i'm just watching it and it's like these like little robots are like we'll be right back after these <laughs> messages huh yeah i'm definitely at that weird weird age where commercials from when i was a child give me nostalgia and i kind of hate it you know, because I'm like gross. It's commercials, like nasty. One of my, it's like a, it's like a piece of, of history. I think. Yeah, yeah. like one yeah. of my favorite things uh, that Toy Galaxy does on their channel when they're doing their uh, history of, um, they, they cut to commercial, and it's usually some like really wacky commercial that uh, producer Greg can find. Um, it's so cool. Uh, just watching and, and and a lot of them will be local commercials too. So like they're on the East coast. So it would be like whatever um, commercial was in their local area. And so I just, I just love stuff like that. That's like, that's, it's not quite lost media, but it's like, it's, it's weird, like history. 
yeah. it's it's definitely a different time where it was kind of like anything goes and now tv is so much more you know like you know the ad agencies have gone through it it's more, so much more calculated back then they were just slapping stuff together yeah well whatever they were doing like i remember so many of them now and so it's like a lot of it's stuck in my head so whatever they were doing was working you know <laughs> when i was a kid you know you had like the respect the pouch respect it like Capri Sun commercials. And... Oh yeah, Drake of the Earth. Are we ready for that one? Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Okay. So I'm I'm happy I caught this one. Like I caught it myself, but Turtlepedia also points it out. But in the episode, like April's on the turtle com, and she's talking, but her head, like her hair, like clips out of the frame of the turtle com. Like she's just like three D. Oh, like she, or oh, like she's like on like, yeah, like she's on the on the like metal part <laughs> of the turtle com. Yeah, like, she pops out of the window. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. Uh, okay, so the the Wrath of Medusa. Uh, what? Well, a... We didn't do Drake of the Earth. Yeah. Drake of the Earth. Oh, we did. Oh, God, we haven't. Yeah, yeah. That... no, that's what I said. The amount of times they use jumper cables to hack a system is insane. And Carter does it in this one. He just like randomly puts jumper cables on like a cell phone tower and is able to contact Drake. It's like, come on. Yeah. Also, speaking of that whole thing. So when he goes to meet up with Dreg, Dreg has his men attack Carter to test him. But like, why, why, why did he have to test him? Why did he have to see him beating up his men? Like, we've seen Carter beat up his men before. What? You gotta get, he, look, it's a techno gang. You have to get jumped into a gang. That's just gang lore, baby. <laughs> gang, gang's 101. Gang lore. <laughs> I gotta, you know, I gotta get up on my gang lore, obviously. I don't know. I think it's BS. Uh... I was just like, wait, why? Why did he do all that? Why oh, he was testing you? What? He just likes a good spectacle. Well, I think like it, it's weird that he's like testing Carter's loyalty to Drag by having Carter beat up Drag's troops. Yeah, by by yeah. surprise attacking him. <laughs> yeah, it could be his like crappiest troops. They're like they need to get a demotion. I, guys, I am not sold on Carter. Like, and this is through all four episodes, but like, I'm I'm totally cool with what's going on with the turtles, with their new mutations and everything. I think that's interesting. But like, Carter just, I, he's very much the Poochie, right? He's kind of annoying. Like, I'm sure he will grow on me eventually, but like right now, I just I do not like him. I don't think he really even needs to be there. But well, apparently, all you need to get in with the turtles is just a little persistence, and they're all like. You know what? Splinter's going to train you. You're in. Yeah, you're in. You, you want to be in? You're in. You got it. <laughs> All right. Wrath of Medusa? What a bad design for, Med- for Medusa. Whoa. I like I like it. I just I, I think the animation fails her. I think they did a cool design. She has a sweet red bandana, but the animation, they just couldn't keep it together. It was just too complicated. It's like... Fail. The the like little spindly braids are just like I get that it's supposed to be like Medusa hair like snakes. But... It is weird that they're not snakes. It's just like braids. Yeah, it's it's just it's just weird make them they're snakes. Just braids. It's She's just... an alien. Make them snakes. <laughs> right. Or or just like or like alien like tendrils or something like make like them cyber more cyber hair or something like she has like yeah, weapon hair. Cyber hair would have been like wires coming out of her head like something yeah. cooler than just like badly animated braids i i like your cyber hair idea i mean even if they were to give her like cyber snake hair like she's got like robot snakes like on her head that like yeah and she's like lasering them yeah. yeah yeah like yeah, laser that would have been a cool idea mouth, you know? guys we should lean, write for television lean into <laughs> lean into medusa more because she like never had like laser eyes 
Like she had lasers, but she didn't like other other than like the weird hair. Like what was tying her to that name, Medusa? Because when I you use kinda, a yeah, name like that, just like a regular average Joe space lady. Yeah, like when you use a name like that, like it implies something. I just want like giant. Now I just want giant. You know, cyber hair that is like kind of like uh, I don't know. Like she can use it to attack and things like that. That would be freaking awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, super long cyber hair that she can grab people with and throw them and. Whatever else, it's kind of like Metalhead, the original Metalhead, uh, not not the Robot Turtle one, but still, it's a good idea. I, for some reason, I just like attacking with hair. It's cool. <laughs> it is cool. I mean, if you don't like her though, Donatello does basically murder her. So, because he just he sends her to somewhere on the other side of the galaxy, which murder—that's murder. That's murder. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, hiring someone to take down the turtles is kind of a shredder plot we've already had. That was like Lotus and. And other things, you know, it's it's kind of been done before. Well, I mean, uh, to be fair, Dreg hasn't done it, and Dreg probably knows more people than Krang did. So, yeah. like, I don't this feels mind, very Krang, though. You but know? this does, but this does feel very Krang, and it's it like it it, it just feels weird because it's like Dreg is from outer space, and I was like, we've seen so many aliens, and it's like it's it's almost kind of surprising that Dreg isn't from Dimension X. Because like most of the aliens that we see are from Dimension X, or like Krang knows about them. It's a strange thing for me, and it's kind of sequence breaking. Because I was a huge fan of like 2012, where they did use Dreg pretty heavily in the later seasons. Yeah. Or not? I don't know about heavily, but a good I mean, he, chunk. He was, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the villain of the main. And so you come back to me, it's like, oh, Dreg again. And so it's like double reinforced, where it's like my childhood loops onto my adulthood and loops back. Mm-hmm. So kind of. That's the way to do it, folks. If you don't like Dreg yet, watch 2012 and then come back. <laughs> well, I mean, he's also got a great voice actor in Peter Stormare on 2012. Yeah. So let's yeah, like, made him. He's also got a great voice actor in this one. Uh, well, that's what, that's I, what I mean. I, I, like, I, I, yeah, I, I, he's I, I, got a great he's got a great voice actor in both. So like, Dreg is always pretty top tier in terms. Yeah, he has of, that like, instant like gravitas. Character. Like, even if you're like, okay, you smiling, yeah, charmer. I know you got humanity, but that voice. Yeah, no, it's Tony J, and he's you know Frollo and and all sorts of things. Frollo and and the Hunchback of Notre Dame and uh, all sorts of things. So yeah, very very good voice actor. All right, the next mutation. Well, my mut- sorry, I still got more on this. So my my only thing <laughs> is is I feel like they could have made this a two parter, like straight well, up think- after they teleport Medusa and they learn what Dreg's plan was, they could have had a whole episode of them like going to the space station and like dismantling it and doing other things after that. But instead it's just like they just jump in the spaceship, they fly up there, they blow up the space station, and then they just suddenly just crash land it. Two seconds later, <laughs> like you see him one second flying back after blowing it up and the next all of a sudden it's just, just crashes and they're climbing out of it. Yeah, like uh, it, 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 I mean, it is kind of, a two-parter because like it picks up like the the new mutation picks up kind of right after but like yeah like that should have been a plot that was carried over into the new mutation yeah yeah i feel like they were just they were so hard limited on episodes they couldn't probably they couldn't do any stretching probably not anyway now i'm good to move on to the new mutation so the new mutation i don't like the new mutations oh that's too bad i I, kind of like abomination they're kind of fun I really enjoy them. I think it's it's a cool direction to go. 
So. Yeah, my my big issue with it is that the only one that really like looks unique, like Leonardo, looks just so much more different than the other ones. Mm-hmm. He's know, definitely like, like the main character mutation for sure. Yeah. yeah, and Raphael gets like claws, which is kind of a power, and Donatello gets like the cybernetic eye thing, which is kind of a power. But Mikey doesn't have anything, right? Like, yeah, no, he doesn't. I mean, as far as we know, right? he doesn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, give him. Give him something super breath. I don't know. Uh, and it's like, because the, the, I don't know because of like the new because they they mention that like they may lose their mutant powers and it's like you don't really have mutant powers like you you're <laughs> mutants you're stronger but it's like you you don't have any mutant powers because you're mutants right and they're so, bigger but they can still fit through the sewers and manholes. But they can't use their weapons. <laughs> but they can't use their weapons, and it was like, was it was it because they were too big to use their weapons? I think that's the implication: is that their hands are too clumsy. But to it's use like Donatello right? has. Why they couldn't move that super fuel either, right? Yeah, they so do like, say they have to like relearn with their bodies, basically. And so, like, I get it with like Leo, Ra- Leo and Raph, because like their weapons are. You know, like if their their hands are too big to hold the sword and the well, the sword would become like cool little knives. But well, I mean, yeah, but but it's like he can only hold it with like you know one of his fingers. He can't hold it in his whole hand. <laughs> but like Donatello uses a stick, which you don't have to be clumsy to use or not. I be can't clumsy wait for the episode where they like they rip out you know a, a parking meter and he uses that as a weapon. It's like, well, isn't that just a bow? Yeah, that could have just yeah. been your bow, Donatello. <laughs> um, yet another super fuel on this show. I swear, every other episode is a super fuel, and then there's every a part. the rare metal. Yeah, rare metal super fuel. That's all. How does Carter know so much about the metal? Well, because oh, remember, he's super smart. Yeah. But how does Donnie like this? Is seemingly like an alien weirdo metal, isn't it? Like, how do they are suddenly experts on this metal? And they know of a building that's made the entire roof is that metal <laughs> somehow. Yeah. yeah, that was weird. They're metalpedia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that. That I mean, of all things to take me out of the episode, that was the one that took me out because it's like you you talked about like how it's this alien metal, and it's like oh, there's a roof made out of it. Don't you don't you mess with metallurgy? Right. I am calling BS on Leo's line that we're ninjas. We don't use blasters because I have seen them use blasters many a time. We have in fact seen all of them jump out all at once together and fire their blaster. Yeah, anytime right. they can get their hands on a blaster, they're <laughs> yeah. But he didn't point, like he didn't like doing it. At foot, soldiers. he hated himself for As they it. Jumped yeah. At them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the slow turtles, the giant slow turtles, they're still dodging lasers like pros. There's no laser fast enough that can hit anything. Yeah. Why are they afraid of anything if they're faster than light? <laughs> Any more anchovies that we got? I think we're um, good. Oh. I, I did like they put like, was it like Dreg was here on that storage room? Like what is, who, for, like what? <laughs> like the humans are going to find it and be like, ah, he is a bad guy. Dreg was here. He must have wrote this. <laughs> that was incredibly dumb. <laughs> All right. I love being a turtle. And I love being a turtle. So, Guys, hmm. the unknown ninja. His ship is called the Dragonaut. 
It's great. I like Dreg a lot. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Uh, he he's goofy. Like I guess I I'd said in the la- last section that like he he feels weird as a turtles villain. Um, but I like Dreg as a villain. He can toe the line between like goofy and then flip to menacing like right away, which and, is I mean, and that's fun. Tony and that's Tony J's voice, but like. Because Tony J has that range to be like kind of goofy, but then also like flip it to be menacing. Um, but I also I like I like you know Dreg's like goofy like Jafar from Aladdin design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the Bugman ish. Like I I like the, like the lower jaw fangs. I like his giant moon boots. The red eyes. I am a really big fan of high tech and just the tech gang, more so the tech gang's design in general. I love the way those aliens look. I think it's fun. I like. Them. Yeah, like they're neat. Yeah, that's I why mean, it's, it's such a shame we we never got action figures. I know. Guy tech, he's, he's, like, he's half Zorak and half Brack. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Zorak. Yeah. I'm Brack. Also, uh, the trend in these episodes of telling Dreg to go suck an egg. Uh, I love yes, that. yes, I love that phrase. Go suck an egg. Like who's an egg. like when you when you break it down? How is why is that an insult exactly? But it does sound very insulting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am curious. I put this in I love. And I don't really know why, but like when Carter was cross referencing all the turtles' movements, did he include the like three and a half months they were in Europe? How did that throw off his data points? Um, just, on his map, they just go off screen. He's like, well, they'll be back. There we go. Um, I do love, there's a bit of animation in this where Michelangelo gets knocked out of a window and he quickly like gets his turtle line, swings from something and goes into like two floors window. under into another window. I was like, that was really cool. That was like, I was expecting him to like biff it like in previous episodes where he just takes a hard landing, like a jump, but <laughs> yeah, he smoothed yeah. it out. Yeah, it was really good. Drag of the Earth. The Earth. The dropship, the laser. I don't think I've ever seen this where there's like a ship is shooting lasers down below. Like almost like they're dropping bombs, but they're dropping lasers. That was rad. I think it's funny how fast the people of Earth were like, you taught us how to clean water. Here's here's a tower. <laughs> like Drake Tower. Yeah, and it's, it's just the tower with his ship on it. I did like how, like, it's it's nice to see for a change, like, an alien story where it's not like, oh, the military, we gotta go kill them. It's nice to see where they come down, they're like, hey, I am your friend. And they're like, you know what? You are our friend. It's it's yeah. not a bad plan. Like, I, I'm a fan of it, because it's what makes him different from Krang now. Because, like, my original complaint for that first episode is like, oh, this is just another Krang. But he's got a different modus operandi. And, and it makes him more interesting in a way because like you now since we before in the previous season established that like the turtles are having uh issues with their uh their public, public image yeah, yeah mm-hmm. public image now dreg can play into that and be their friend and he can be the the famous you know alien that's helping everyone and he's portraying them as the evil bad mutants and they've yeah. still you know got to fight so i i actually really like it i think it's an interesting dynamic that is different for this show his and goofball, like, whenever they show him smiling, his goofball smile is so good. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I did like how they set up that 
April had like had filmed everything. And I was kind of like, Oh, like that's the big reveal. Like that's going to be played, but then her camera gets destroyed. So it's like, he's still allowed to, uh, play, you know, the good guy in the next episode. I thought that was kind of, that was kind of a neat twist. The, the other thing I also do, like, I, I get that Carter is kind of like everyone all together, but he actually does get development across episodes. So, like, you know, in this one, he develops into being more of a team player, and he's able to be like, you know what, guys, yeah, here, you know, even though I thought it was stupid that he hit his mutation in the first place, he's able to tell them about his mutation. He's able to start working more with the Turtles as a team, and he's developing yeah. that way. Yeah. Uh, and I also do like the way that they're building up the turtles mutation coming. Like it's kind of like being teased. And so it's kind of building up some yeah, suspense was... of when are we going to see this full thing? The yeah. hand flashes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool to be back in like an arc storytelling, you know, continuity town. Yeah. Continuity town. Exactly. I have, I like how they're like, they need to like bait drag into like destroying his own ship, right? Where they're in the room full of ammunition and like right before that drag is like, don't shoot you idiots. Um, yeah. They're instantly able to bait him and he gets so mad. He pulls apart his own computer thing to throw at them. I love that. That was just hilarious. We love a petty bad guy. <laughs> and then he uses his laser eye vision, which was cool. All right. So moving into the wrath of Medusa then. Uh, continuing what I liked about the previous episodes, we have Carter developing more. In this one, he's like learning how to get control of his mutation and make it happen. Uh, you know, the turtles' mutations are almost completely revealed. I mean, they kind of are, but not quite. Uh, and it's it is something new for the turtles that they haven't faced before in this series, and you don't see them face it very often in most series. And so I kind of like this new uh, thing that they're kind of having to battle with. I did like there's a part where um, they're they're mutating and one of them says like, you know, I remember seeing this hideously, hideously ugly creature and I think it's Mikey goes, that was you, dude. <laughs> Spencer, you took all my stuff. So. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, don't, do not. Do not <laughs> apologize. All right. Or how about when Donnie, Donnie attacks Carter? Like Donnie thinks like Carter's a fake and so he just goes right into like a clock at him with the bow. Oh God! Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> just oh my God! Like... My wife and I were like dying at that part. Like, no hesitation. He's just like no nope, hesitation. Not... <laughs> just goes straight into clock in the hologram, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and then he and then he like immediately gets taken out. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I didn't see that coming." Oh God! My last one is when they're like captured. And they're like, you know, I guess we're going to be space miners for the rest of our lives. I want to see a Team and T space miners show. <laughs> I'm thinking like, like alternate you know, universe where they got taken into space. Yeah, like it's like Cowboy Bebop, Outlaw Star. They're just on their ship going through space. That's the kind of space adventures we need. Space miners. So kind of like season three of the 2012 series. Kinda, but you know, they're just working turtles. They got a job. <laughs> they're just trying to make a profit. Then are we right. moving on to the new mutation? I would like NECA to make figures of the mutation turtles. <laughs> They're mutations. I mean, I, I would hope they would do a whole line, but yeah, the mutations, Carter, Medusa, she's not in this one, but Justice I mean, for Medusa. Drake definitely needs a figure. For sure, for sure. It's It's too... It's too like 
good not to not to use, and they're in multiple episodes, so it's yeah. totally fair game. They use the turtle van catapult in this episode, and that's always my favorite thing. So. Oh, is that where it's like Mikey just shoots out of it? Yeah, yeah. So it's a little just, different this time. Usually, like the just, whole the, the whole, whole lid launches, opens up yeah. and they all launch out. This one, they just like launch Michelangelo out of like a pizza slot, basically. Yeah, they're like <laughs> they need to keep the monster busy, so that Michelangelo's like, I got it, and he just like, I'm like, what are you gonna? You don't have weapons, Mikey. Like you're just you have a rope, right? Yeah, that's why he's the best turtle. He don't he don't even need a weapon ever. I'm all about these new mutations, though. I like. I'm excited to watch the next couple episodes because I'm like, are they going to cure themselves? Or are they like, how are they going to resolve this? You know. I, See, now I that you love that it, way, like, thirty seconds in, they're cured. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I'm. I'm sure I will get sick of it before I like it more because I know what's going to happen. It's like every time it's inconvenient, they're going to mutate, right? Or do they go like Smart Hulk, where they can utilize them fully? Yeah. See, like that. We're in an interesting space, which is not something I could say about this cartoon a whole lot. You know, that's where Carter could also go as well, because he's as he's like progressing, like controlling it. True. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. We good to move on to the news then? I think so. Keith, take us into the news. This is April O'Neill of Channel 6. All right. So for news tonight, we are going to change gears a little bit. Uh, Last week, we talked about the 2003 series finally coming to DVD in a box set. uh, And we mentioned that it was through a company called MovieZing. Uh, There's been a lot of confusion uh, in the week since. Uh, So we took it upon ourselves to reach out to MovieZing uh, and got somebody to come on our show and uh, talk about it. And hopefully we can answer some questions that we've been seeing in the community. Um, so uh, I'd like to introduce Blair Zykin, who's the managing director at Movies Inc. So Blair, say hello to everybody. Good afternoon, everyone. And uh, gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm happy to be here. Uh, you have made me a, uh, a minor celebrity with my adult children, which is <laughs> not easy these days. Hey, awesome. Uh, I'm assuming they're Turtles fans too, right? Uh, especially my my eldest son. Awesome. Well, then he's probably really excited about this box set because I know a lot of the community of guys our age are really excited for this. Well, I'll tell you, um, I monitor virtually every order that comes into MovieZing. And uh, I was literally on vacation last week uh, uh, in Lake of the Ozarks. And as I was, um, monitoring orders coming in, I could literally see the, uh, the collection kind of blow up on movies. And so, uh, (laughs) so we're delighted to, uh, you know, to see the response and, Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, just, you know, really, uh, thankful to, uh, be a chance, have a chance to be a part of the show. Yeah. Cause this, it literally, well, thank you again for coming on. Um, it this literally blew up. Like I, I re- I woke up one morning and saw it on Re on the TMNT subreddit, and that's when I sent it to uh, the other guys, and we were like, oh no, <laughs> like kind of like we got we got to find out everything we can about this, uh, and it just it had blown up every Facebook group. Uh, you know the other uh, big turtles channels were talking about this, and a lot of the con- con- uh, conversation was around. A lot of people had never heard of movie zing 
Um, so if you can, uh, Blair, tell us a little bit about movie zing and, um, kind of where it comes from, what movie zing does, uh, cause we've tried to explain it, but I think hearing it from you would help out. Uh, very good. Well, movie zing is an internet retailer, uh, and focused, uh, almost exclusively, uh, presently on package media, DVDs, Blu-rays, 4Ks, uh, and we largely purchase those from Allied Vaughn Entertainment, uh, who uh, operates or uh, is a uh, one of the largest distributors uh, of package media, working directly with studios like Viacom, with Warner Archive, or Warner Brothers, with Sony, uh, all the way down to individual filmmakers. So cool. I mean, so there's, so there's a lot of history there where... I mean, like, this isn't new for you guys. Like, you guys do a lot of this kind of, I don't want to say low demand. What's the proper term for? I would say that, yeah, you do. And and I'll probably start first with, um, you know, with movies being uh, purchasing from um, Allied Vaughn Entertainment. Allied Vaughn has pioneered uh, what I would call today more of, uh, minimum inventory supply chain uh, distribution of package media. Uh, and so Allied Vaughn has created both manufacturing methods, distribution processes, business models, all designed to work with the maturing market for package media uh, so that it enables the studio to still bring titles out like TMNT 2003 Ultimate Collection uh, and bring those out, make them available for consumers to buy uh, in a market, as we know today, that is, has, you know, a, a, a sizable portion of the market has moved to digital, but there's still the package media collector. There's still the fandom associated with all these different, uh, uh, you know, different television and uh, film properties. Uh, and with Allied's model and focus on enabling those titles to still uh, be available to the consumer, uh, it you know Movie Zing serves as a retailer that then helps uh, present them and enables uh, a place for uh, uh, for the consumers to come and buy them. See, that's really cool. Like, because there's there's so many like movies and uh, shows, especially you know 2003. Um, that have never seen the light of day or it's like, there's just, there's not enough interest by the major studio to reproduce this. Uh, fans have been asking for the two thousand the 2003 series to be in a box set for years. And there's never really been any official word from Nickelodeon uh, about it ever since they acquired the license back in 2009, um, that everyone just kind of felt like nothing's happening, uh, with this. It, it was kind of like the, the black sheep of, turtles because like you know everybody's always about classic turtles and nickelodeon did 2012 um and those have been kind of like the main faces of the show but for a whole generation of guys you know spencer especially uh 2003 was the turtles yeah i grew up watching it and it turned 20 this year and so lots of people have definitely been expecting it to finally get that dvd released this year and it's so great to finally see it's coming well, we're uh, Spencer. We're we're delighted as well. Um, you know, I can't speak to, you know, let's say behind the scenes work 
but I what I do know is that um, that um, Ally Vaughn Entertainment works with with Viacom, who actually uh, I think is the uh, the official let's say content provider name or the the uh, that that they have worked from or worked with, mm-hmm. and um, and and they the AV Entertainment uh, is as interested as the consumer is in making these niche titles. Uh, and then I would say, frankly, TMMT is not really, you wouldn't even consider that niche. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, but, but, but it's one where it may not have the, uh, uh, a sufficient uh, market where the traditional method of running 10, 20, 30,000 copies of a, uh, of a title uh, and filling warehouses around the country and trying to get it placed in Walmart well, that that model didn't necessarily or doesn't necessarily work for uh, a number of titles, uh, but with AV Entertainment and what the work that they're doing with with the uh, the different studios, they're able to uh, uh, to create a model and a process that works, and and we all you know uh, we all here on the phone we get to uh, benefit from it. Yeah, exactly. Because I th- I think that was the general assumption is that like there just wasn't enough demand or like Nickelodeon, because we've been saying that for a while, like Nickelodeon may have access to numbers that, you know, because we, we live in an echo chamber, you know, we know fans want this, but like, does Nickelodeon and Viacom, do do they, does it mathematically make sense for them to, like you said, fill warehouses full of DVDs? Um, so that's the perfect opportunity for a company like Allied Vaughn and Moviesing to come in and fill that niche because we wouldn't have this. We would only have this digitally. And a lot of people don't subscribe to Paramount plus. So this is the perfect way for them to kind of put their money where their mouth is and show show Viacom that like, Hey, there is a market for this. Well, and I, you, you mentioned a two, a couple of things uh, that I think are appropriate. So one is, um, is uh, yes. Uh, the part of the objective that AV entertainment has is to, is to create a create that model where that low velocity still can be can contribute incremental income to the studio, uh, and then it allows for uh, the uh, uh, at that you know at that low volume still produce an attractive product and and get it out into the market. and And our hope is you know uh, and work with retailers like Moviezing. And our hope is that 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 the collectors with their purchases, as you say, put the money where the mouth is uh, uh, with purchases uh, show that, Hey, there is an audience out there and maybe there are other titles as well that, uh, that should be explored. Speaking of which, are there other Ninja Turtle titles that may possibly be in the pipeline? Cause like there's an old obscure anime that was a short little like OVA series that came out back in the day. There's like the coming out of their shells tour. Any word on anything like that coming out in the future? You know, I don't, I don't have information on that. But here's what I would say: is um, is uh, as being a little bit, let's say, on the front line and working with uh, the collecting community like yourself, uh, movies thing. You know, we welcome uh, the feedback, the uh, the interaction, uh, letting us know. You know the. We're not the we're not the experts on uh, you know on TMMT. Uh, so me personally, 
Uh, I love to uh, uh, have feedback, be a bit of a conduit that I can say, uh, here is uh, here's some of the information or the uh, the uh, inquiries that we're getting, the level of uh, of uh, enthusiasm that might be for different properties associated with the TMNT franchise. Uh, so that you, uh, you know, part of the reason I'm on the show is to, uh, you know, further that relationship and um, and help make things happen. So I just got to yeah. fill your email full of requests for Mutant Turtles Chojin Densetsu Hen. And uh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to put like put put a poll out there for you. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think I think we, we could we could definitely do that on our on our Twitter or something. Um, well, and also I would say we have a Facebook page that that also gets watched a little bit. Uh, so okay. uh, the the uh, Movie Zing Facebook page, you know, uh, you know, Facebook that you know, forward slash moviezing.com, the degree to which we can get likes or you know that and and comments, uh, we you know uh, we help feed that to uh, folks. So that would be of uh, that'd be a value to help uh, you know help us both. Awesome. So yeah, so we could definitely we could definitely start pushing towards that. Um, because yeah, like you know, Spencer and, and I have said, like, you know, there's there's the Turtles OVA, there's the coming out of their shells. Um, there's there's a there's a lot of like fun like little media, but there's a ton of rights issues too that <laughs> I'm sure Viacom wants to really just wants to dive into. I have learned just being in the retailing business that that you know, rights issues do come up. And uh, and that can be uh, the factors that the studio can, uh, you know, has to deal with in terms Mm -hmm. of what what, you know, what parts of the property come to market or not. Yeah, because that was a big confusion with 2003. Like like we mentioned, how this kind of became the black sheep of Turtles for Nick um, because like this just wasn't represented anywhere. People kind of assumed that Nickelodeon and Viacom didn't have the license to do anything with 2003 uh i don't know how much you know about the original series what we call the 87 series um whereas like nickelodeon doesn't have the uh distribution rights to that i'm Uh, not familiar with that part okay so that's that's a lot of inside baseball (laughs) but basically nickelodeon owns the turtles but they don't necessarily but fred wolf who produced the original show seems to have the the distribution rights which is why the DVDs for that show say produced by Fred Wolf, not Nickelodeon. There's like no Nickelodeon branding on it. It's fascinating stuff. Um, But through this deal, um, we can kind of finally put that to rest because like I said, a lot of people have always been confused. Nickelodeon owns the 2003 series. This, this came from Viacom to you guys. Uh, It did through, uh, through AV entertainment for sure. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, okay, so Blair, uh, next I want to talk about, um, if you can, some of the technical aspects of what we're getting with this package. Um, I know a big question has been, uh, are these DVDRs? Are they uh, like actual like deep like pressed regular DVDs that you would buy normally? Um, how does this process work? Well, it's a good question, um, and I, I'll speak to it. From what I know, and from a you know from a retail standpoint, I do know that this particular collection uh, is on press DVDs, and that um, uh, we sell you know as a part of being a retailer for our 
over over 20,000 titles from AV Entertainment. Uh, we sell a broad mixture of press DVDs, DVD-Rs, uh, press Blu-rays, DVD, uh, Blu-ray R, uh, uh, recordable Blu-rays otherwise. Uh, and, um, and all of them perform very well. Uh, this particular one we do know uh, is, uh, is pressed. And we had some, we had some inquiries from some of the uh, the folks that were uh, looking at making purchases, and mm. so uh, we we did the inquiry likewise and and received that confirmation. Okay, cool. Because I think I saw one of the that's going to lead me in my next thing. Um, some of the questions I asked are like where what kind of the source files that you guys are using for these um, are they uh, like TV rips? Are they the digital versions that are on streaming? um how where where where, what files are those basically well the that might be a little bit more technical than i'm able to uh uh speak to uh but i do know that uh that uh i made inquiries uh through av uh and uh they've indicated that that the source files came directly from viacom best source files that they could provide uh mm-hmm. that they had available uh for the collection uh and um uh those ultimately the you know then they were authored onto you know the individual um, um the individual discs okay cool um because i i think i saw an email it might have been you that answered uh somebody else not one of us had asked about uh turtles forever the tv movie because uh, that that's pretty popular in the fandom, but there specifically is two different cuts. And I think I saw in that email, uh, it was like I said, it was you or I can't, I don't know who they emailed, uh, but they had mentioned that it was the TV edit and that th- somebody was going to ask Viacom to see if that could have been changed. Um, my understanding, and, and yes, it was from me, uh, okay. the, um, I did inquire, I do know that it is the, um, the TV edit. Uh, and for reasons that I, I am not aware of, it, it does not look like they're able to source, uh, uh, a usable file, uh, for the unedited version. Okay. So yeah, cause that, that was a big question and, and between the four of us too, cause the, the uncut version is pretty choice, but the, uh, TV movie has been the one that's been available on DVD since it came out in 2009. So uh, that that was a big big question in the community. Um, okay, I was looking at or I've seen some of the chatter on Twitter about the box art, and it, it's been kind of nice, like seeing some people who worked on the show being very excited about it. Uh, like Emilio Lopez, who had worked on who worked on the show. Um, uh, the key art um, it was for the box for the four turtles. Was that sourced by Allied Vaughn, or, or was that those were files sent from Nick? Um, box art like this, uh, I, I can't confirm, but usually, um, box art, uh, is, is absolutely approved if not sourced from the studio. Okay. So, uh, the, uh, box arts by Kari Randolph, who fantastic artist, um, who I believe might have done the originals. So this is, this is really cool. So 
uh, right now, the way to pre-order this, uh, you can pre-order directly through MovieZing, which is the link that uh, we've shared. Um, mm. But I think just today or yesterday, it popped up on Amazon. Uh, and so a lot of people I know today have been ordering through Amazon. That is still produced by you guys. It's just it's through your uh, supply through to Amazon, correct? It, yeah, it isn't produced by movie zing it it is uh it would be produced by av entertainment uh who does work with amazon as well okay so i mean but it's but it's all coming from the same pl- place essentially um that is correct yeah okay cool so that that was that was a big question too because i had to try to explain that too like it's it's still the same thing it's just coming from uh there um Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that yeah, it, AV is the the um, the licensed, the exclusive licensed distributor manufacturer for for the title, mm-hmm. uh, working directly with Viacom, uh, and we enjoy a you know a great relationship with them. Obviously, that's you know, and and we work very quickly mm-hmm. to bring titles up. As soon as it's available, we get it up there, uh, and and other retailers may you know may follow suit and have that available as well. Uh, our hope is MovieZing is to be um, very responsive and uh, be responsive to the uh, you know the uh, the customer as well. Awesome, yeah. I guess everybody everybody is excited for this. Uh, so that's going to be July twenty fifth. So just in about a month. Um, has production started on these or are they literally printed as they're, as they're ordered or um, after that date? Well, because it's replicated, mm. uh, you know, I just, you know, there will be work going on in advance. I can't speak to as a retailer. I can't speak to where all of that is in the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know that, you know, um, we, ex- we will be shipping, uh, Customers that place pre-orders at MovieZing uh, will can expect their orders to uh, uh, to come uh, you know, to be shipping no later than the twenty fifth. Okay, cool. And so, one last question: uh, Is there a possibility of any additional bonus content, or or that wasn't sent over by Viacom? Um, I'm told. At this point, and I made inquiries on that, mm. um, I'm told that there's not uh, bonus content uh, there. I'm always interested in it. Uh, I can't speak to uh, anything there, but but um, the right now, the uh, there's not bonus content that I'm aware of mm. uh, on the uh, in the collection. I don't think there was much for the 2003 series anyway, but it would, it was just something to ask. <laughs> All right. So Blair, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. We really appreciate it. We really appreciated you answering these questions. Um, thank you again, like from, from all of us and, and the turtles community, like you're one of us. So uh, I hope you get a chance to watch this show because like I said, it, it really did influence a whole generation of turtles fans. Well, I appreciate it. I I did catch episodes uh, here and there uh, with my kids and uh, Mike, Key, Spencer, Cody. Uh, you know, thank you again. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank oh, you. Thank, thank you. you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, really great interview. 
Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about for for this? Um, no, you, I just want to reiterate, uh, mm-hmm. we appreciate the chance to be a part of the community. Uh, one of the things that that we look at, you know, there, there are a lot of retailers out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the goal, part of the goal that MovieZing has is to is to be a little more of, of a personal experience. You know, uh, having someone like myself who can come on a, you know, a, a community podcast like this. And uh, uh, we appreciate the chance to engage with the community. We also appreciate the opportunity to, you know, like I said, be a um, be a, a valued place that that uh, you can find hard to find DVDs or collections like this, but also uh, be a conduit so that we can um uh, help it help y'all engage and and be a part that a part of the process that brings um, titles to market that otherwise wouldn't be available. So Spencer, <laughs> what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to be continuing with this cartoon into season nine, watching episodes five, six, seven, and eight. So that is the showdown: Split Second, Carter, the Enforcer, and Doom Quest. Ooh, sounds like a banger. Uh, guys, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Uh, thank you again to our guest, Blair, from MovieZing for answering the questions. Uh, we hope we answered everything that if you had any questions about that movie set, we hope we got them answered. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of time to put questions out for everybody to ask. Um, so we just kind of picked everything that we had seen in the community. Uh, but thank you again uh, to Blair uh, thank you, MovieZing, for putting that series out, Allied Vaughn. Um, you know, this whole this whole set, because it's it's really cool that uh they're doing that for the fans. So um and like he said, you know, if, if this sells well, you know, they're looking at their Facebook for you know future ideas. So maybe we can get uh the Turtles OVA or you know, some other weird piece of media like I was thinking about other cartoons that I would like, and I was like, remember, remember the Calamity Jane cartoon on kids WB? Like, I really liked that cartoon. It's such a cool art style. I would love to see that. It's like, it's like lost media. Yeah. And they, he did say, you know, they'll be our advocate and, you know, forward the, so, the word up the chain for what we uh, want. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, let us know somewhere on the internet what you uh, think of the show or just talk about turtles in general. Uh, Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter, Ninja, Ninja Turtle Power Hour on everywhere else. All right, guys, that's our show. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga. Hot soup. Oh, suck an egg. <laughs>
hearing hearing their dad live. <laughs> well, how, old, how old are your kids yeah. again? Uh, they range anywhere from 31 down to 19. Oh, dang. All right. So, yeah, we are. Uh, Spencer, you're the youngest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 25, almost 26. Coming up yeah. here next week. So. No, I'm, I'm almost 40. So it's been with these turtles knuckleheads for a while so oh my gosh well if you're there then you were you started with the 87 series so. I, yeah keith, keith and i started with the 87 mm-hmm. series uh but it's like, i i love every version so it's yeah the, i remember waking up saturday mornings in high school to watch this 2003 yeah. version it was amazing i loved it yeah like i was a uh, senior in high school when this show came out <laughs> well my i think it's my you know, my eldest Brandt, he, um, the 2003 was sort of the one he was into the most, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, because I think that's, that came out when he was 12. So he was, it, it was launching. So, uh, I remember that part, but, um, I go back, you know, the, I, I don't know the turtles as well, but you know, my, my, experiences when Saturday morning and I would get up and there and cartoons were available only on Saturday morning and only available through the big three. Mm. And, uh, and so it was, you know, I would get up at 7am on a Saturday morning up until I was 14 or 15 years old <laughs> and, uh, and watch, you know, uh, Dusty and Skyhawks and Hot Wheels and Wacky Races, and you could, you know. So I understand the fandom for sure because I, I remember it. Awesome, awesome. Were you were you a were you a Thundercats guy too, or were you out by then? I was probably out by then. So, but the uh, but I I do I recall the name. So, well, hey, uh, again, thank you. I know you gotta you have to do the rest of the show. Uh, send me a link. Hopefully this is, it'll edit into a good, uh, you know, something good for you that I'll, that your listeners will enjoy. Oh, I think it definitely will. All, All right. right. All right. Hey, have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. You too. Take care. All right. Take care. Neat stuff. Cool to hear all the behind the scenes. Yeah. 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 yeah definitely a, a new lifelong fan of movies Inc. with me. <laughs> yeah. For real. I, oh, I've been thinking going through a legit like site. Yeah, I've been sitting going through their like horror section. They've got like everything on here, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, hopefully, they're ready for a flood of new customers because I'm going to be pushing them. Yeah, I'm definitely getting on that Facebook tonight and being like, "Hey, oh, no. <laughs> like everything." <laughs> email number turtles. one. Email. Blair, if you're still here, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to go ahead and just remove you so we don't get another notification uh, while we record. Because I see you muted yourself, so I'm just going to disconnect you. Yeah, I still haven't figured out how to leave a Discord card call myself. <laughs> so, you, you just you're not just close Discord. Card? Uh, you there's a little like phone with an X on it. You can that's what I usually click. See, the uh, thing is, it's can. not color coded. So whenever I'm on uh, a phone, I'm like, "Where's the red X? Where's the red X?" And yeah. without it, I can't. I can't do it. That's yeah. cool. You know, I I know there are people who will be like real disappointed that it's not the uncut version of Turtles Forever. Yeah. So like, at one point, I like asked on Reddit, and someone gave me like a list of like everything that was cut. Oh, it's boy. like nothing. I mean, it, it's it's just it's a like couple... a few minutes at most. Yeah, and there's like not really any like plot points or anything. I think it's it just, just like... adds to the. I think it just adds to the pacing, but yeah, 
You know, I'm it's, sure it's, it's also, also the kind of thing like unless they specifically saved at the time, it's the kind of thing where like all it takes is like one master or one recording getting lost and it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like you know, it's four kids, so who even knows? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The fact sure. that we're getting all this is is good. No, it is. It's it's like I said, I've been I've been waiting for this for a long time personally. Yeah. I've always yeah. wanted to. to I guess I, I I did sort of mean to ask like. Are all the menus new and stuff? But oh god, that would have been a good question. Uh, Dang it! Yeah, I thought of it right as he was leaving. It's like ah. Yeah, oh. though I also think like the way he t- it seems like they're not necessarily directly part of that unless they've like inquired themselves. Yeah, it kind of yeah, it kind of yeah. yeah, it kind of seems like Viacom would have had to send them the mm-hmm. files, and they're literally just passing it along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do know I canceled my Amazon order. I'm going with Moviezing. There you go. Nice. Yeah, I'll probably down with same big thing. Amazon. Support yeah. the little guys who are cool. Yeah, right across the Rockies. I was almost about to say, like, oh, so your guys' soccer team is the one that mine beats every single time. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Uh, but then you remembered nobody watches soccer. But then I remembered that, yeah, no, nobody watches soccer, but me, no one watches the MLS but me. But there's going to be a whole lot more people watching the MLS now that Messi's here. I mean, yeah. that's what they always say, but... There are, like, there are not small movies on moviesing either like the newest evil dead is on there yeah like they have a ton of legit stuff yeah there's a lot of i mean real small studio horror films but then also like big blockbusters are on here too yeah Uh, i think it's easy to like just assume everything is just mass market and like you know they're gonna they're gonna put it out stores are gonna stock it and then you realize there's so much there's only so much shelf space especially for physical media these days yeah so like you know even if they wanted to put it out to a ton of audience, they just have to narrow it down. So it does make a lot more sense now, like movie seeing and what they're actually doing. Speaking of like other old Saturday morning cartoons, though, this weekend, I saw the end of the G.I. Joe movie. Like the old like animated one from. The oh, 80s. yeah. Like, oh, like the yeah, old where, one. Yeah. Where Duke was supposed to die. Yeah. And then oh, he yeah. like comes back out of a, like, They're like, oh, he came out of his coma. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they they did that because everyone was so mad about Optimus Prime. Right. Oh well. Yeah, for yeah. me I so I I'm not really familiar with GI Joe at all. This is my first time watching mm. or just consuming any sort of piece of GI Joe media. So like for me I'm just like GI Joe, soldiers, army men. That's all, all that's all I thought. All of a sudden that thing was like a straight up fever dream. Like suddenly this guy who's apparently <laughs> called Sir Endor comes in with snakes mm. on him and he grabs them and they like turn into a spear and he chucks the snake at people and they bite him. Like I'm like, that's the first thing I saw. I look over it and there's this guy and he's just pulling a snake off of his body. It's, it turns into like a spear. He's thrown it at the guy. Throws it at Duke, you know, kills him, but not really. He just goes into a coma. You know, suddenly there's just like this this guy saying, yelling sports stuff and kind of a bit of a voice of like a, a black caricature just, and he shoots and scores. And it like, just, I was like, what, what on earth am I watching? Like, <laughs> you know, all these guys like just dressed up in like snake attire and all of a sudden just giant monsters coming in. I was, I was so lost. And Sounds then yeah, Duke, like randomly, yeah, Duke is just randomly out of his coma at the yeah. end. Yeah. A real American hero. Like the battle's over and they're like, hey, dude, he came out of his coma. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, you should check out, if you haven't before, Transformers the movie. Like, it's amazing. And they just like straight up kill all the original. Everyone, characters. yeah. Like, like in the first couple scenes. Like, and 
And they're actually, like, oh, they might be dead. Like, like they shoot them in the face. Like, they're it's, doing, um, they're doing a two pack with, uh, I think it's Prowl and Ironhide, but it's the they just got shot by Megatron versions and like their chest, their, their chest plates are like have holes in them and you can plug in like an expl- a purple explosion effect. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. It's funny, <laughs> Too soon. it's funny though, because like the comic book apparently did it all the time to like rotate through and like, you know, advertise the new toys kind of thing. And mm-hmm. that was kind of the idea for the movie. Uh, I imagine as well. Well, that was the thing is they wanted to uh, clear out everybody. Um, because like, I guess those toys that were slower, mm-hmm. uh, or they, they wanted to stop making those and make new toys. So they just killed off everybody they didn't want to make anymore. Yeah. So that is an interesting reality of like a toy line tied to a show well, where well, that that's affects what, the narrative. Cause they're like, Hey, we except need for to this sell. show where they were well, like, we're going to just redo everything, but, uh, don't make any toys based off the last right. three seasons, please. And that's, that's what's so weird. Cause like you would never do, they would never do that today. I know like, it's, it's one of those things. I'm like, why is this show even still going on? I'm, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but I'm like, who was this for? If there's no toys to sell, you know? I was actually, well, watching I, mean, I, mentioned video, I think like, from, I mentioned Transformers, uh, like you would never kill off your cast like oh, that yeah, just yeah. to make new toys. Right. I think it's Toy Galaxy Dan? Toy Galaxy? Guy? Yeah, Toy Galaxy. I was watching, he had a, a YouTube video on the 2003 series, and he was talking about how, like, the real, a, a big reason why um, the the 2003 series split and did, like, the future travel is because, you know, Playmates and the powers that be were like, hey, we need, like, more toy toys. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, they did that. Yeah, they did that huge, with. It's, like, the biggest driver of. Saturday morning cartoons, you know, they did the that toys, with the 2012 yeah. series and, and, and rise. So like playmates, playmates has a really big hold on turtles. So I think yeah, that pour one out for rise that interview. Uh, I mean, took us to our normal start time anyway. So yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah. And we Actually, don't have to we're, do it. An... We're ahead of the curve. <laughs> I know. And we don't have to talk about news tonight. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think there was much news. Was there? No, uh, other than there was a screening yesterday for the movie. Um, yeah, that went mm. pretty well. Um, well I guess there was also the... really today there was the Usagi Ojimbo space. Oh version yes, the space Usagi Stansakai. But we've, we've like, seen that before. The primo. Well, we, well, well, we haven't seen the Stansakai version. And the primo version is like two hundred eighty dollars or something. Shit. Yeah, just like the last one. Where it's got like a slipcase, it's a slip. It's a special slipcase with like a like a full drawing, not just a remark. That's wild. And the regular one no. is like a hundred signed, or but it, because it comes with a, a special slipcase only for those. Mm, okay. So if this goes to normal market like the last one did, it just won't have that slipcase. So mm, makes sense. There's also that update to the visual history that was but yeah killer interview mike i'm a, i'm super I mean, impressed i, mean, I can't that, say that, that kind of stuff that kind of stuff we could talk about next week because i think the stan sakai yeah. figure is already sold out Jeez. i guess i guess we already had enough luck where we got a full third day yeah, of casual TNT. yeah they pulled it down it didn't sell out really yeah like Whoa. it just stayed there so long it just they just pulled it down do you think they intentionally yeah. sold out like for a minute and then brought them back? It's really hard because yeah. so the first day was like I don't know three minutes and the second day was yeah 
I didn't time it exactly because I, I kind of stopped paying attention, but it was no more than eight. Maybe So maybe it was like six minutes. So it's really strange to go from within minutes to up for two hours. It's really hard not to get yeah, like, it was three hatty first, and be like, how do you explain day, that? Six minutes the second day, three hours the third day. Yeah, and people say like, oh, because they like canceled orders. And of course, to some degree, all the people who were like trying to rush, rush in were obviously like hammered on day one day two and so there's yeah. going to be a natural decline but going from minutes to hours just seems pretty pretty wild yeah and the rest the rest of the stock is going to comic-con and they may they may sell it on their own later so did um, you guys pick it up i i did i got my turtles and i got uh elf like i wanted Ooh, I was hearing, um, uh, I don't know if you heard, Gary from the Party Wagon was saying, as far as he's heard, that um, Kino, Kino might only yeah, be Kino SDCC. Only be. Yeah. They don't, have, they don't have, I guess they could change their minds, but they don't have plans as of yet to do it outside. Yeah, so I don't know if I want to talk about that as a rumor until we know for sure, but I do trust Gary a lot, so. Yeah, which I did, I did use that to like push someone into buying it who was on yeah the fence, I, saw, so. I saw that earlier i was gonna <laughs> say i trust i trust gary more than lee so yeah. guys i had no idea that hot running teenagers from dimension x is a spoof of teenagers from outer space which is a movie i didn't know that either yeah it's um, always and the whole movie is up on uh wikipedia but you can also buy the dvd from movies inc there are a lot of good movies on here man it's that age-old idiom, you know, there's no new turtle stories under the sun. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, the bat is on here? Oh, man, I'm going to need a bigger wallet. The, the Stan Sakai Usagi, the, the Space Usagi figure, is still available right now. I think, what, I think why I Where don't like now? it uh, from, Stan, from Stan's website. Let me okay. I'll put it in the... I'll put it in the guy.biz.com. It's interesting. So I guess it would be a single. I people were yeah. expecting like a two pack with Space Donnie. Well, again, because this is the Stan Sakai version. Like the normal version might be a pack in mm. Donnie. It's true. I do have the original Playmates Space Usagi. That one looks insane. I love him. Yeah, he's like all, right, all put, cyborged out. I yeah. put it in the Discord if you want to look at it, Keith. I think I think why I'm not interested in it is because it doesn't look like Space Usagi. Like it's it's a NECA tunified Usagi. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like it's from like like a, a pilot or something they tried or yeah. something like that. It's but it's not the one that Stan drew on the on the box. I would I would love something that is like just like what Stan Drew. Like they're, yeah. they're kind of going off of like, you know, the Ninja Turtles like 87 series look. Yeah, like those are the same heads. Or yeah. the second head is the same is the same one that came with with the Toon Musagi. Yeah, and granted like the Toon version isn't that isn't that crazy different from like the, how Stan Sakai draws it. But yeah. Still Stan Sakai is a very unique style that I would love to see something well, like compared to literally just the box art, yeah, like it's so different that it's like, because yeah. like the the other one like of just regular character. Usagi, yeah, like the regular one, like the regular Usagi that came out a couple months ago, like that one, 
is that one at least looks like early Usagi. This one just looks like the NECA one in a or the Toon one in a spacesuit. So it's just, like a space it's just it's just less exciting. Yeah, it's the same, like, especially like yellow color better. I, I don't like the black and white figures so much. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't necessarily think every figure needs like a black and white version. I think, but I, but I, I like it as like these little special ones just for Stan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, it I would think... just be. It'd be so much cooler since they are like so good at like reproducing artwork. Like if they did just go like here is literally his. Yeah. Also, Stan Sakai has other life. great things on his website. If you want to buy like other Stan Sakai stuff, like he's got these beanies on there that have like little like word bubble for like death that he uses oh, in shit. Are you wait serious? where apparel hats <laughs> you're uh, bankrupting yeah, oh shit <laughs> no, Usagi yeah, Con- oh, Keith, i heard no. keith's wallet the scream in agony yeah the logo really beanie like is it. sold out it's sold out now the logo beanie not purchase it no the usagi logo beanie oh, the not, usagi the, logo. not the kanji okay. beanie okay there's also one with uh with spot yeah with spot on it and i i love that thing oh he did a last ronin cover i didn't know that yeah, he's also got some oh, Usagi yeah. socks that look really cool. Uh, <laughs> they're called Usakis. Usakis. <laughs> also, he he's got like, oh, year, oh, the Year of the Rabbit shirt. Yeah, no, he, he's got some great stuff on there to get. Uh, I I like it a lot. It's one of those things that like, I keep meaning to like purchase something off of it because I also might I might get the dad hat with the skull bubble on it. Like, I usually, I mean, I usually buy stuff when I see him at a con, so it's like. I don't even look at his other stuff. Pretty yeah. good prices through all the stuff, actually. I have the logo pin. The if you go to if you go to pins, I have the chop logo pin that I wear that on my beanie every day. Okay. It's like amazing. that. It's like that, and the X Men logo are like the two pins that always stay on my beanie. Yeah, and he's also got like a cool space Usagi shirt on there that I really like. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, Some original the, art up there too. Yep. Probably. Yeah. Uh, like I'm I, gonna open a window because it is actually really hot in here. Yeah. I it's getting to be summertime in here, and I'm in yeah. my reptile room where we keep all Bear of our reptiles. Back. So it's a it's a little extra warm in here. A reptile room, huh? Yeah, I've got my my ball python Luna, and uh, a couple leopard geckos. Benny and Toka. Not named after the Ninja Turtle Toka. My wife got them. It's named after a character from Tokyo Ghoul. Um, yeah, I've never been around, really. Any All right, I hope... Reptile. I hope it doesn't give me too pets. much sound. Do I sound okay? I'm not getting in and out. Um, you sound louder to me, but that's... Uh, I was difference. talking closer to the microphone. Okay. No, other, you yeah, sound you, fine. You sound okay. louder, and Spencer, you sound quieter. You do sound a little quieter, Spencer. You sound a little quieter today? Well, Don't now you're now you're now you're good. Yeah, Scoop I think when when you were asking questions earlier, you were a little quiet. Oh bummer. I mean, you, we could hear you. You were just a little quiet. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's continue. get this show on the road. Anyway, pop tarts. I always wanted to have a pop tart. If you ask me how pop tart tastes now, I'll tell you. It tastes like disappointment. Well, not the cherry pop tart. How dare yeah, you? Yeah, the cherry pop tarts are like peak. I have you guys always ever wanted bought the strawberry pop tarts and they not have frosting on them. 
No, I mean they sell unfrosted pop tarts. That's like the house where like they wouldn't let you have sugar, and like your friend comes over and like what you can't have a Snickers. Like what are you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I've accidentally bought the the non frosted ones. I'm like that should be a war crime. Like I mean, it it does specifically say on the box unfrosted. I'm aware of that. I'm saying that I should not be put in the position where I accidentally buy that stuff. It should not exist. Fair enough, wow. but my my thing with it is: is Did you it, know that? Did you know that unfrosted uh, pop tarts are vegan? Oh not. my god! They are. <laughs> I found I found that out. A friend, a vegan friend of mine, she lives in New Zealand. She wanted me to send her some uh, unfrosted pop tarts because they were vegan. Huh? Thanks a lot, vegans. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate the way this conversation has gone. <laughs> but but my my thing with because it you is you hate vegans. <laughs> <laughs> because I hate unfrosted pop tarts, and I'm sad that someone pointed out anything redeeming about fro- unfrosted oh, pop tarts. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> but uh, my my thing with it is, is I wanted pop tarts so bad watching those commercials as a kid, and I'm, I'd always get told they were so my mom would never buy them. And I finally got to an age where I had some of my own money, and I finally got a pop tart. And, uh, yeah it's it's just cardboard guys it's just cardboard with a little bit of frosting on it it's really not that great i mean i like pop tarts i will still eat them occasionally uh my wife likes uh grape pop tarts which are which is oh extremely hard flavor to find what, grape yeah uh target brought them back uh was it earlier this year last year um i mean i don't want to overstep mike but have you considered divorce wow <laughs> Wow. They're not bad. Great. I tried. I, mean, I like great. I like come them better. On. Yeah, come on, dude. No, great. Great, great, great tart slap. Grape's a legitimate flavor. All right, guys. Yeah. Anyway, we we'd better get moving on because this episode's already running a little long, and we still haven't got to. <laughs> I love being a turtle. Oh man. Uh, oh yeah. 